Fly me to the moon. Let me play because among the stars. We're flying past Pluto right now. Oh, we're gone. We're already past yeah, it. I know. But they had some spectacular pictures. Oh, yeah. And a great meme of uh, someone superimposed the uh, Death Star over Pluto, the picture of Pluto. And it's, that's no moon. It's a space station. Yeah. It was great. Besides, who doesn't like blue eyes? Me. Besides every woman on the planet. I, I can't stand them. Well, this is a, happens to be a great no, song. He's got, he's got, a, he's got a, 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 several recordings that I enjoy the music. And this is one of them that I happen to love. But there's a lot of his music I can't stand. Well, I like this. I like String of Pearls. I like, um, uh, let's see, Fly Me to the Moon. Oh, and by, I hate, I hate by the York. way, welcome to the Happy Valley Speakeasy podcast. And uh, you can contact us at our Facebook on Happy Valley Speakeasy. HappyValleySpeakeasy.com or podpeople at HappyValleySpeakeasy.com. We swear it works. <laughs> it's We've gotten a total of, wait, wait, uh, add the one, carry it over, one email. From Brady. From my cousin. <laughs> so how the hell you been? It's been an interesting week. Um, how, how was the Fuzz Fest for dinner? <laughs> the fu- oh, <laughs> Fuzz Fest. <laughs> Yes, I, I just got back from having dinner with my daughter. And, or, and, or as, and, and as, her as Hiram would have said it, talking about his brother-in-law, he just had dinner with the gays. The gays. I did have dinner with the gays. Um, hold on a second. Uh, I need to grab uh, a little, little throat juice here. Um, we were hoping to be able to you know, meet the significant other, the uh, <laughs> carpet muncher, and, uh, you know, Figure out who she is and how, what kind of relationship. She didn't say three words the entire meal. Seriously. Seriously. She just st- sat and stared. Uh, well, she chuckled because the three of us were interacting with each other, but not a damn thing, man. Not one freaking word, man. She was uncomfortable with the situation that she's created. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> well, okay. It, it, it's actually and, a little. It, I got to build up to it this. Does, it does take two to tango. <laughs> but yeah, she's she knows. It takes it. two to tango, but a threesome's awesome. Um, <laughs> depends who with. Uh, well, yeah. You're, there are certain people you do not want to ever. Don't, don't extrapolate. <laughs> Leave it as it is. Let's move on. Anyway. Um, what, don't you want to be feeling creepy and have your skin crawl? No, no. We're only two and a half or three minutes in on the podcast. I can wait. <laughs> okay. Because it will happen. Oh, it will happen. Yeah. It's, it's, it is in- inevitable. Um, so, so your build up here. Yeah. So we call her up. We've been anticipating having this meal for the last couple of days. Um, we call Kia up. Uh, she's getting late from getting off of work from uh, Springdale. And so we're a little bit even later than I was expecting it to be. As we're coming down in the hill, she hadn't been able to get a hold of her girlfriend yet. Because the deal was we were going to try and swing by her place, which is in, um, well, she comes down to visit her grandma who lives in Quill Creek Estates, you know, across from the sewage ponds there in Hurricane at the, at the yeah. sea trap. And, and anyone from Southern Utah has no idea what you're talking about. Actually, everybody from Southern Utah knows exactly where that is. Anybody not from Southern Utah. Oh, I think so. Anybody from. Uh, anyway, if you ever drive by it, you'll know it. <laughs> it's kind of hard to miss. It's, it's the area that slows down to 50 for no damn reason other than old people live there. No, no. Actually, there's a good reason because I almost got killed there trying to pull out of there um, tonight, by the way. The, uh, so we go stop by uh, her grandma's place to see 
uh, see if she's there so we can pick her up and save him gas. Uh, and no car in the driveway. Pound on the door. Nobody's there. I'm like, oh, well, screw it. So we pull out, go down to Kia's place, and come back to JV's because, you know, there's three places to eat in Hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> and two of them are fast food. And we have a pleasant meal, and just after uh, we order our food, Kia starts getting texts, hey, oh, hey, I was here, uh, blah, 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 blah. So she gra- t- Kia tells her to grab her car, come on up to JV's, and we'll have um, dinner there. Just as she sits down, like two of us are done eating. Because that's how long it took her to get out of the pool, clean up, and come up there. So Che and I just sat there talking while Kia and uh, Kia and uh, Nikki, uh, that's the girlfriend. I figured that. <laughs> yeah, are are uh, eating along, and the three of us, yeah, Kia, Che, and I are having you know the mom, pop, and daughter conversation that we normally do, minus the normal screaming, because you don't do that in public. But I swear, man, it was just like she was just sitting there chuckling now and then, but n- no interaction at <laughs> all. Oh, I'm interested to see. I, I suddenly, the, you remember, you remember the, um, my big fat Greek wedding and the two parents meet? Yeah. And, and uh, the dad's going, just like, try milk toast. That's exactly how I felt, man. It was just. I wasn't uncomfortable because I'm okay, I'm okay in my own skin, and you know, hell, we talked for two hours on the uh, to nobody all the time. Yeah, but dude, well, <laughs> Shana was was just like the girlfriend didn't know how to deal with it. Uh, you know how how the hell? <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, that was my experience tonight with the gays. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> well, I I the thing is, we wanted to uh, you know have the. Have a dinner or something so we can get to know her. Because, yeah. hell, if, if this is going to be a significant other for some part, you know, for some time in the future. But, uh, oh, and that's the other part about tonight. So Kia's talking about while we're, while we're you know, ordering dinner and getting her girlfriend over there. And Kia's thinking, oh, I really should break up with this girl because I haven't even barely talked to her in the last month. I'm like, well, Kia, <laughs> if you're going to break up with her. Don't do it with the parents there. Well, <laughs> well, that's actually I don't care about. It's the it's the band aid effect. Either you yeah, or you just rip it right off, let it sting for a couple of seconds, and then it's over. That's the cool way to break up, or the long one hair at a time, and it hurts forever. Break up as you're pulling off that band aid. Yeah, and I think, and they never figure out that they're really the ex. Yeah, sure. and I think that's the route the key is going. She's never broken up with somebody. No, she's been broken up with a couple of times, and it's always been the long string along forever. But I was saying she's never broken up with somebody. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, damn, man, Kia, just just rip that bandaid right off. It'll hurt. Uh, trust me, it'll hurt for a second or two. Then you'll find the next big set of boobs that you like and keep going. Aside from anything else, you just you don't have those long, uncomfortable, <laughs> silent conversations <laughs> with right. <laughs> I, I, it was a very odd meal, man. <laughs> it was just, it was very odd. So I've got tons and tons of news items, and there's one that's way down at the end of the pack, and I just got to jump up to it since Hiram's not going to be here. I was so hoping he was going to be here. Uh-huh. And when I found out about this news item, I was shocked I didn't know about it earlier. <laughs> and I know that, I'm, I, I, I know Hiram has to know about it, but I want to get his take. Okay. I haven't told you about it. 
December 31st, Halloween, this coming Halloween, on the, Stars. Whoa, whoa, whoa. December 31st. Sorry, October. Fall. Okay. October 31st, 9 p.m. on Stars. Okay. Starts a new show with um, Bruce Campbell. Ooh. Ash versus Evil Dead. Okay. The the teaser is amazing. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I might have to look it up on YouTube. Co-created by Bruce and um, Steve Ramey. Oh. He directed all of them. That sounds really good. They got Lucy Lawless as one of the characters. Well, that that, that, that actually kind of goes without yeah, saying. Because Hercules yeah, and, well, and Zeno. You know, and she loves Bruce. Yeah. I mean, she would bone Bruce right now if she could. I mean, but and, and so you watch the teaser on it, and it is the original three movies. And it, and it's 10 episodes long. <laughs> nice. They've got it written in a way that... Actually, if it's 10 episodes, it'll probably be better than the three movies. Oh, yeah. And and it's written in such a way... I saw an interview with them at Comic-Con um, that if... That it's written in such a way that if, uh, if they've got the popularity, that it'll, that it'll continue multiple... As it may seasons, and they'll just let get, them go. Yeah, stars will just pick them up as a series? Yeah. That's what, that's what the, the discussion's been. So everybody, wow, star, mark your calendars. Yeah, stars will suddenly show get, up on the radar. Get stars just for that. I mean, oh my gosh. And Actually, if stars is smart, you know what they'll do? They'll make it free that weekend. Yeah, the first episode? Yeah. No, the first two. Yeah. Get, get everybody hooked. And then, I have to pay for this? Okay. I, mean, I already told my, my wife, yeah, we're buying it. For, we're getting stars <laughs> for that. I'm not missing that. And on the make the, sure and burn into DVD for me since I probably won't on the Comic Con um, the uh, when they're doing the interviews with them, the, Bruce was saying you know it's in so many ways thrown back to the original. There's a ridiculous amount of blood, of gore, <laughs> a comical <laughs> amount. He said at one point they actually cartoon had a, amount of blood everywhere. They actually Rem had and a, Stimpy amount of blood everywhere. They actually had a yell cut, bring him a bucket so he could get all the blood out of his mouth because he was choking. <laughs> I want to make a movie like that. You got to watch the teaser later. It is just. I want to. I want to make a hor- uh, Yeah, I want to make a uh, a true parody of a horror flick. Not 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 scary movie parody. I mean, cartoon amount. Yeah, uh, Noah's flood of blood. Well, in a lot of ways, that's that's how Evil Dead was, and with the second one, they didn't. They they didn't. Since they were going, they were going for ratings. They didn't. Right. Didn't know how far they could go. So just. To try and get by the, the, the ratings board, they made the blood green, right? And they did, they didn't do that on the third one. It's, no, but I do I do want to stick some meat in the refrigerator and have it break down. <laughs> I just have to say, after, I want to see how good an actor they really are. I just have to say, after watching the teaser, I was very comfortable. <laughs> comfortable. <laughs> did did we did we complete? <laughs> Men- did, did your eyes glaze over? Mentally. <laughs> Mentally, I completed. <laughs> is, is that a great way to put that? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, literally, I was watching this going, how did I not know about this till now? Oh, Hiram actually told us about this uh, last Halloween. That, 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 that they, were, they were in production of making a remake of, of The Evil Dead. But I didn't know it was going to be uh, oh, no, episodic. No, nobody said anything about episodic. Just, we just knew that it was an updated version starring Bruce and producing by Bruce. And, and um, they, like I said, it's te- they've, they're signed for 10 episodes, which they <laughs> pretty much already filmed. This One thing they did very smart is they announced the, the first episode date at Comic-Con. So they've been very smart using Comic-Con to, as, to start pushing this already. Um, on to my other news. <laughs> Um, 
An inventor has created a playable vinyl record using a tortilla. So it's a bio disc? And it sounds much worse than that tree cutting that I played a while back. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Putting on the Ritz by Taco Tortilla Record. Oh, no. You can barely make out the, the and sound. And done. Okay, out. We don't need that. Yeah. Um, but it is made... Uh, the, so is why tech- in the hell would you want to? It, I mean, there's no valid reason for making a tortilla into a into an audio disc for any reason. Inspired by a parody video of a tortilla on a record player, the invented venture wanted to see if he could make it actually work. <laughs> that was the reason why. Oh, and he does have on Instructables. He does show how he created the tortillas. Yeah, we don't need to know. That. <laughs> No need whatsoever. Of course, it does require... A, I bet you it gets distorted as it's baked. It does require a laser cutter to actually cut the grooves in. Oh, so they, they cook the tortilla and then cut the grooves in? Yep. Because I think it would be a hell, of, a hell of a lot easier to press it and then bake it and just let it get a little distorted. It would get more than a little. Well, it depends on how much yeast you have. Unleavened. Um, actually, tortillas have no yeast no. in them. They don't even have baking powder. Tortillas are just literally flour, lard, and water, and that's it. Let's see, a burglar's getaway plan is foiled by a child safety lock after he tries to flee robbery with $20,000 but gets stuck inside the vehicle. <laughs> well, he got kind in the back seat, did he? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Dumbass is as dumb as does. Man poses as female masseuse, Mistress Creamy Juice. <laughs> oh, that's the name. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> okay, we're sure that this is a, a, a masseuse house. Not a porn star. You're, you haven't heard the rest of the title. Uh-huh. So let's start over here. Man posing as female masseuse. Female masseuse. The name that he was going by was Mistress Creamy Juice. <laughs> is arrested for offering a cop $80 rub down at a hotel in undercover sting. <laughs> <laughs> Me love you long time. Five dollar. There's just so much wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bunch of uh, WTF Florida uh, stories. Okay, you can mix them in as, as we go on this. Okay. Florida mom breastfeeds while driving drunk, deputies say. Yeah, I read that one a bit back. <laughs> a bit back. This is, uh, oh, yeah, May 13th. Uh, but it's just Volusia County Sheriff uh, deputies arrested a 33-year-old mother as she was breastfeeding her child while driving drunk. So, <laughs> apparently... She had been drinking so much that uh, they even tested her the breast milk because the baby was acting weird. Oh, I don't doubt that for a second. And, uh, <laughs> dude, what? The, how much alcohol do you have to have, first of all, to detain your baby? And how much do you need alcohol? That- Actually, you don't need that much as a mother who's nursing to get the, the baby high. I know, but how much, how much do you have to have the alcohol while you have a child? You know, I know that's a whole different discussion there. Damn, man! Um, Don't take selfies with a gun or while standing in front of a lion. Russia issues guidelines for people after dozens die taking self portraits this year alone. I think Russia should adopt the Disney uh, policy of selfie sticks. None, nowhere, nada. 
I actually finally, for the first time, saw somebody using selfie sticks while I was on my uh, wedding anniversary down in Aren't Las Vegas. Obnoxious. Holy crap. And I don't know if this is really stereotypical, but they were all Asians. I didn't see one white person. I didn't see one black person. I only saw Asians with when the I, selfie stick. When I was down at the 24-hour Disney party, I predominantly saw um, like 23, 25-year-old white males with the, the, the selfie sticks. Co- um, metrosexual or less? Metro. Okay. Uh, just Because I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet that most real guys can, can just go with the thumb click on their phone. Well, and part of it also, there's a, you know, a lot of the guys that, that do the blogs and stuff uh-huh. are there to video, are creating videos, but some of these blogs, it's them doing selfies on, on the Disney rides. It's like, really? I don't want to see you. Yeah. I'd rather see the, and I don't know. I think it would be, I would be pissed off if I was on somebody uh, behind somebody like on the Haunted Mansion and they're doing a selfie with a selfie stick. And so you get to be distracted by their freaking screen. Yep. That'd piss me off. Yep. That's probably why Disney said, no, you're done. Well, that, that w- was beginning the, the itchings of why they disliked it, but it was when they had to stop California Screaming the whole ride from taking off when someone pulled the selfie stick out when they were at the launch pad. Oh, no. And so and they saw it on camera before they took off and you know, it caused that interruption, pull, got everybody off, all that stuff. And, and it was the next day they said, no, we're done. Selfie sticks are gone. <laughs> so another Florida story. Cops. Woman crashes car while shaving privates. <laughs> Her privates. While driving. While driving. Right. <laughs> uh, unfortunately. And by the way, the face is just lovely. <laughs> I think she was there shaving the wrong part of their body. <laughs> just saying. So unfortunately, uh, the couple of reports that I have that are from Utah. It's only only the freak, the freak um, stories get out from Utah for some reason. <laughs> Mother who was stalked and threatened with sexual assault for ten years learns that emails were sent by her husband. What? A wife and mother of three learned some terrifying news when she finally reported to police that she had been the victim of violent physical and sexual threats since two thousand six. The woman from Linden, Utah, whose name is being withheld as she is a victim of domestic assault, was informed after the, an investigation by police that her husband had been sending her the threatening emails all the time. Her husband later admitted to the act, claiming he did so in retaliation for an affair she had 10 years earlier. Well, yeah, no, that, not a strong relationship. Needless <laughs> to say, that, um, they're getting divorced. Yeah, you think? Oh, and Mr. Burns is back. Harry Schreer signed a $13 million deal to return to The Simpsons. For one season? Yep. Well, they've been getting multiple millions per year per season for, for several years now. Um, but, you know, he had walked <laughs> away from what the original deal was. And they finally relented that, you know, realized that, you know, he does too many characters. <laughs> Jared's, Jared Fogel's uh, lawyer revealed that Jared was, in fact, not arrested. Yep. He was only uh, undergoing questioning when his former, um, the former head of his uh, charity mm-hmm. was found with masses amount of child porn. Oh, yeah. At his house. And, and so they went in to discover if there was any at Fogel's place. Also, there was a, a complaint against Fogel himself from a disgruntled worker saying that 
that he would have uh, have the, the porn at his house. But he was not under arrest. He was not detained. And he was f- fully cooperating with the investigation. And, supposedly, and, they did, and apparently they did not find a thing at his house. And supposedly there was a whistleblower that stated that he had on occasion made the, the statements to, similar to middle school girls are hot. That Jared did? That's what the, the that's yeah, what the informant that, said. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the disgruntled worker. Probably. Caught in the act, Australian couple arrested in Florence after they had sex on a bench, prompting politician to plead for better quality tourists. Now I'm curious when they say better quality tourists, <laughs> you gotta look so good to have sex on the bench. They're looking for porn stars to come over there. I'm a little confused by that headline. Nothing. Uh, Not a thing. Wow. Well, I, fat people like to have sex, too. <laughs> In public on benches. Come on. I mean, I know there's, there's a bunch of fetish videos out there, buddy. <laughs> I, I'm not looking. <laughs> Bond on Broadway. 007 is coming to the stage for a musical featuring well-known villains and soundtrack by okay, a country I singer. I have to know what the main love theme is that Bond sings. <laughs> I love my gun. It's like, of all the shows, not to make into a musical. <laughs> I can see doing a Broadway show, but not a bloody musical. Now, what you need to do is we need to take the movie of Popeye, turn it in that into a musical, because it pretty much already is it one. It already is a musical. But throw it on to, you know how great that would be actually how to, to do it and rewrite it as a, as a Broadway musical with all those sets? That'd be yeah. so much fun. So, um, there's a... Um, scientist who was measuring arousals on women to find out what arouses women <laughs> the, the most and the quickest and all that. Money. Number one. Guess. Take a wild freaking guess. Number one that, turn, that arouses women? Yep. Shopping. Nope. Ice cream. Chimp porn. Isn't it just <laughs> called watching a nature video? Because that would explain mom. They, they they were doing a, st- a study and showed chimp porn. Chimps getting it on, and the women got yeah. it on. <laughs> okay, I have to take this up with a couple of people. <laughs> we need to call them up sometime, you know, maybe next week. I, I want you to watch this, and I want you to report on how aroused you became. <laughs> we need a Victoria on this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there was a picture of uh, Hillary Clinton... Uh, at some event, and she's shaking a hand with a with a guy, and on the forearm you see tattooed white. On it, Hillary's or on, on the other guy? Well, you know, on on uh, the the guy that she's shaking. Okay. Uh, hand. So as soon as that tweet comes out, it comes and get, gets pulled down because they're they're afraid they're going to say white power. Uh huh. Well, someone chased this guy down to find out what the uh, other arm said. It says trash. <laughs> well, the, the, the handshake works. <laughs> yeah, hit the foo shits. <laughs> Disney has removed Bill Cosby's statue from Florida theme park after court papers reveal he admitted drugging women for sex. Yeah. Well, I, we have to say, Hiram, you totally called this one. Oh, absolutely. When, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And now that everything is coming out, I mean, Cosby, uh, syndication of the Cosby show was pulled. Yep. The next day. The next day on Nickelodeon. Um, his entire world is collapsing in on him. But the, here's the thing. There's never been a criminal charge. 
There's never been a prosecution. And there's never been a court case that, uh, that uh, he's had to pay retribution on, you know, civilly. Yep. Now, <laughs> the only thing he's admitted to is giving women drugs for, uh, and I believe the term that he used is to enhance sexual, uh, the sexual experience. Yep. And the wife obviously knew about having trysts, in, including drugs, with other women. And <laughs> they've interviewed her. She's like, yeah. Well, um, oh, who was it? I was listening to, uh, for some reason, oh, it was, I was listening to, listening to Pat and Stu on the Glenn Beck, mm-hmm. the Blaze Radio. And they had a recording of Opie and Anthony interviewing the uh, former wife of Richard Pryor, who apparently knew that Camille was not only aware, but involved. Oh, for how long went on, there's only she wasn't. No, I mean involved in yeah. the acts themselves. So I, I don't know that there's actually anything other than the once pristine moralistic uh, view of Cosby's just been collapsed. Yeah. And you know, I just I haven't seen anything where that's truly criminal yet. You know, there are there are females that have claimed that it it was not consensual on their side that it was rape, but because of the laws, they waited too long to say anything, and so. Oh yeah, if it wasn't if it wasn't consensual, um, even back then, women that claimed rape destroyed entire careers and had in the investigations right away. Yeah, why wouldn't you do it then? Because it, it wasn't that it was that rape was a pariah. I mean, it is in that there were some people going, "Well, what did you do?" And I'm well, or maybe you know you were you were you were dressed a certain way, so you deserved it, and that was actually never okay with anybody. I wonder the better part of it was. Because, you know, during his heyday, and he had a lot of influence. Well, I could see NBC coming down on those girls going, that didn't really happen. But, you know, you know, when you're raped, say something. Yeah. <laughs> don't, well, don't falsely accuse either. Yeah. But if, you, if someone is taking advantage of you, either side, men or women, yeah, definitely report it. There's, there's no reason... At all for anybody first to be raped and secondly to be, remain silent if you are. And if you're threatened about reporting it, well, whoever's doing the threatening needs to be go to jail too. Yeah, <laughs> we take rape seriously. Well, we're not kidding around. Um, Tom Selleck is accused of stealing truckloads of hydrant cool. water for his 60-acre California ranch and avocado farm. Do you know where the ranch is? Camarillo, Hidden Valley. Okay, so the other valley over. Do you know where the water is stolen from? Thousand Oaks. Thousand I happen to read this one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, T.O., glad to hear from you. Actually, I don't think he stole it because I, I think that yeah, he actually bought it. No. So he just what, hooked up to he a had, hydrant and then... He had a water truck go and find a hydrant, fill up in <laughs> random spots. over. It, it was over a couple of years. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it was. You know what? California, California kind of confuses me because they could seriously take care of all their water problems in Southern California. All they have to do is start building diesel plants up and down the coast. Yeah, but that means building something. I understand that. Santa Barbara had one. It worked phenomenally well. It had fantastic water. Suddenly, the drought was over in 96, and they shut it down and dismantled it. Dismantled it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone, everyone was like on talk radio going, what the hell's wrong with you, you guys? Already, Someday this is going to be dry well, again. Aside from everything else, you've already paid for the infrastructure. Yeah, it's already there. Even it co- it, the cost is in building it, not in running it. Well, it is in, in that the electricity costs for desalinization is actually really high. 
But you can off, you can actually offset that with solar panel wind power, especially on the coast. Wind power. Yeah. Um, there's actually even uh, ways to harness the wave motion uh-huh. to uh, create alternating currency and uh, get real, real funky and actually use nuclear power plants that the today's technology is phenomenal. Most people don't understand. I mean, like France, 90% of France is, is powered by nuclear power, and they recycle their own rods. They just recentrifuge them and then use them again. I don't know why we can't do that here. EPA. <laughs> you ask. Well, I know, but why would the EPA say, no, you need to encasing glass, ship it somewhere to be stored, rather than recycle the material? Because we have a bunch of dumbasses here, bureaucrats. Well, I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. They, they wait, make wait, us recycle wait. everything else We're on the planet. We're not that show. Oh, well, I know, but it, just, <laughs> it drives me nuts that we recycle everything else on the planet. But we can't recycle nuclear spent rods. Yeah. So a week ago when Bill Cosby's stories was really starting to take off, Uh Whoopi Goldberg came out (laughs) downplaying the revelation of the the quaaludes to women and joking about the drugs as disgracing the actors, you know, and just going this whole thing that, you know, you guys are making it way, way more than it it is, da-da-da-da-da. A week later, she's like, yeah, he's a dirtbag. So... Congress spent $3.5 million of the taxpayers' money to find out why lesbians are obese. <laughs> they, <laughs> I found this one particularly interesting because my wife, my, my, my wife, my daughter. <laughs> well, actually, I, I asked my wife about this and she said, oh, yeah, easy. Two words, Haggadahs. Haggadahs <laughs> and boots. I could have saved you $3.5 million, but... Um, no, just because, you know, my daughter's heavy set and a carpet, carpet muncher. Well, I, I don't know that she's gone that, gone that far yet. I don't want to know. No, well, you know, she's certainly traveling down that highway that at, she is. at, at yeah, cruise control set at 80 miles an hour. Yeah. Now, I haven't dove into uh, asking her, by the way, have you, uh, you know... <laughs> Eating at the Y. (laughs) (laughs) I have not asked her. I'm not going to. But you no, you thought it. (laughs) Well, of course I thought I had to say it. (laughs) So I I found a link here to. um, Oh, anyway, on uh, uh, what did they find out as to the reason for the obesity? Oh, obesity and lesbians. I got to pull it back up with kids. Twinkies. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're we're not at the fat farm. You you look the middle. What's that? Uh, <laughs> the creamy center. <laughs> You're talking about the creamy center. Uh-huh. Oh, that would be an Oreo. <laughs> uh, no reason. Uh, let's see. So it turns out that, surprise, lesbians are moody. Oh, they're moody. <laughs> they're, just, they're moody. And uh, they tend to find comfort. <laughs> <laughs> Any guy could have told you this. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying they, they spent $3.5 million to find out that women like eating ice cream when they're depressed. Have they never watched a chick flick? It's in the chick flick. Usually. So um, I found a link to 27 funny, random, and bizarre things people have bought online oh, yeah, while drunk. Oh, I happen to have that story, too. Number one, <laughs> a Nicolas Cage as Mona Lisa iPhone case. At least it wasn't coasters. Yeah. 
No, this way she can take it around everywhere and show it to everybody. <laughs> Look what I bought. <laughs> Number two, a rainbow-colored cross-stitch pattern of David Bowie's face, followed by about $200 worth of, supp- of supplies, and the person who bought it has no idea how to effing cross-stitch. <laughs> Verbatim. <laughs> Number three, $180 worth of fake urine. <laughs> My brother and I discussed it for about an hour. In the end, it seemed like a good idea. Now we just have a lot of fake pee. Well, if you ever have to take a test. <laughs> There's that. Number four, not me, of course, but a friend of mine. I've, yeah, we've never used that, that line. <laughs> has gotten absurdly drunk and ordered things on Amazon. She likes to be surprised, so she'll just look at her credit card statement to make sure it isn't something way too expensive. Well, she always gets these items to see what drunk her bought for sober her. Well, 12 <laughs> vibrators later... <laughs> She's finally started wow. canceling the orders because it literally always is a vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, a circus-themed tent for my cat. It has a tiny flag on top. Wow. <laughs> Number six, consumed a bottle of white wine, went on eBay at 2 a.m. and bought myself a goat skull. I can see that one. Especially Halloween. Yeah. Number seven, our condo has a really long hallway, and my boyfriend and I drunkenly bought a set of bowling pins and a bowling ball off of Amazon. Yeah, I bet the soup would love that one. Number eight, click stumbled my way through Amazon wish list one night after drinking a bottle of wine, bought a six-cup food processor, a pair of knee-high bumblebee socks, and a coloring book called Dinosaurs with Jobs. <laughs> Number nine, I once bought a winter-themed oven mitt with a penguin on it. It was <laughs> the middle of spring, and I have no explanation of what led me to search for something like that other than alcohol. Why? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> despite the fact it was 2014, it seemed like an excellent idea to buy the Gwen Stefani Lamb album on iTunes. Still haven't utilized my purchase. <laughs> One Saturday night, I decided that instead of going to church in the morning, I would order a package of a thousand communion wafers online. <laughs> you forgot the sacramental wine. <laughs> oh, they already had it. Order, it trust me, it wasn't sacramental. <laughs> ordered an eight-foot cardboard cutout of Will Ferrell and arranged for it to be sent to my mother's house. Love that one. What are you looking at? Uh, it looks like Dad's pulling up. Three cases... <laughs> Three cases of sriracha. It took me a year to go through it all. <laughs> Reminds me of a guy oh, that I worked man. with. Even his fiance one night was just screwing around on, on eBay and ended up buying off of eBay a case of condoms. Uh, got it right before Halloween. Handed them out for for. Uh, just put them in a big bowl and set them by the front door of condoms. Well, it wouldn't have done good for the little kids, but the 12 to 15-year-olds that go around, I bet you they're thinking gold. <laughs> it reminds me of that that um, fortune cookie with the with the condom inside of it that I got for Nick for Christmas one year. <laughs> you had to know Nick. I bought Etsy nail decals with the faces of the Golden Girls on them. Came with a free Drake set too. No regrets. My <laughs> nails were fab. No, no, they weren't. There's no way you have <laughs> Ruby Callahan and and uh, uh, Getty. Uh, Oh, can't remember that first name. On your fingertips and saying that you look fab. <laughs> no, I, there's no way. 
She was still drunk when she said they look fab. I once bought a pair of shark socks, socks that make it look like a shark is eating your leg, complete with fins and little teeth from sharkgifts.com. It ended up flagging my credit card for suspicious activity, and I had to call the credit card company and admit to them that, yes, <laughs> I had been on sharkgifts.com at 4 a.m. on Tuesday, and yes, I did intentionally buy $25 socks. <laughs> I needed them for Shark Week. <laughs> what are you talking about? Exactly. I woke up one morning after a hell of a happy hour to see an email confirming from around 3.30 a.m. for my purchase of fencing lessons. <laughs> While drunk. <laughs> While drunk. Yep. Uh, one person ordered... I have, I have a tip. Fall on your sword. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one person ordered a baby ostrich egg. <laughs> Whatever it's fertilized or not. Yeah. Fried or fertilized, baby. <laughs> At least it wasn't a Fabergé ostrich egg. <laughs> no kidding. I bought a kayak off Amazon. <laughs> I lived on an island at the time and didn't think how they would get it to me because it's a boat. It should just float across. Lucky shipping was free. Nice. Uh, I got a little bit drunk and too into a Megalodon special during Shark Week. <laughs> and ended up buying a Megalodon shark tooth on eBay for $300. Wait a minute. Megalodons don't even exist. Yeah, it, it was a fossil tooth. That's why it was 300 bucks. <sighs> I drunk a life-size... The hell? Okay, I, sorry. I, I missed a word there that makes the sentence work. Okay. <laughs> I drunk bot... A life-size gremlin. Best thing I've ever owned. Also, I tried to bid on a... I'd rather have the Mugway. Yeah. I bid on a life-size animatronic T-Rex head from Jurassic Park on eBay. Lucky I was too drunk to realize I had to confirm my bid. That'd be pricey. <laughs> that one would be very... I bet you that would hit the, uh, the five-digit range. Oh, yeah. Ordered a cardboard cutout of Ed Miliband, but <laughs> gave them my neighbor's address by accident. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell to explain wait, that wait, one? Wait, wait. <laughs> that one could be a great practical joke. Yes, it could. No, no, man. I totally. I was. Mm-hmm. I was drunk off my ass when I ordered that for Dude, you. Dude, it, it's a birthday gift. <laughs> of course, you know, if you like put in the fake address for you know, your neighbor's address for all of the toys, the adult toys, yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the vibrators. <laughs> Toy of the month. <laughs> After a night of drinking and watching Lord of the Rings, I oh, disappeared no. into my bedroom for some time. Uh, and out of the seriously <laughs> masturbating the, at uh, <laughs> Elijah Wood, and out of out of the supervision of my roommates, I ordered an 18-inch genuine ox horn bugle because I wanted to be cool like Boromir. <laughs> Effing Boromir. <laughs> okay, so like the crappiest character, uh, the second crappiest character in there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, online Russian lessons. Uh huh. Da. My best friend. Yet. I, my best friend and I woke up one morning to an email confirming our purchase of tickets to see Hanson. We were in college, circa 2009 or so. We wound up going to the show, which is even worse, and a, about a three-hour drive. A three-hour drive away. I'll admit I love Hanson, but this was the worst show due to no, the fans. Wait, wait, wait. There's nobody that. Nobody sober, you, you know. Even if you bought them drunk, oh, this gets worse. Even if you bought them drunk, you you just eat the cost and not go. This gets worse because you know the complaint about the fans. Uh-huh. They were insane. A guy choked a girl out next to us. A girl kept pulling my hair, and there were so many Hanson tattoos. No one should have an Mbop tattoo. No one. <laughs> no one. No. You're. This guy is right. 
But he's wrong in that. He should have just said, my mistake, I am not paying the gas, the food, nothing. I will eat the price of the tickets and maintain the smidgen of dignity. <laughs> Dude, back in, I think it was like 99 or 2000, I was doing a basketball game, and one of the, the guys who used to work for me with nickname Rody happened to be in town. <laughs> yeah. And um, he, he shows up out of the blue. As soon as I see him standing behind, behind the sound desk, I turn around and popped on a song just for him. Mbop Techno Remix. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, he wanted to kill me. <laughs> 25. I ordered a taxidermy alligator head and forgot all about it until a box showed up at my door. I excitedly <laughs> went to open it because who doesn't love mail and about lost my shit when I reached it and felt teeth. <laughs> Side story. Side story. The, the alligator head they show in the picture is about the same size as the one that I picked up in Florida years ago uh-huh. and packed in the middle of my bag. Oh, no. And when oh, it, no, so the small. The, yeah, the small the, one. The 11-inch or whatever. Yeah, the you know, right, little, right. little $10 one. Right. And I, you know, I, I patted it and packed it right in the middle of my carry-on. <laughs> and this, that you know, would have been fun going through TSA. It's going through the, the, the bag screening. It gets pulled aside for hand check. And this enormous black woman is going through, literally puts her hands in the middle, spreads the bag, sees the head, and screams. <laughs> Greatest purchase of my life. <laughs> You're lucky you didn't end up with a, a cavity shirt. It's search. legal. I understand it's legal. I'm just saying because of the, how much you scared the shit out of the woman. The big, you know, it, no, no, you no. know that she's to like her cre- to her credit. Uh-huh. She screamed, took a step back, looked back in, and busted up laughing. Okay, she had a good attitude about well, it. Well, probably I was going to say because she was probably you know the the big giant. Uh, Stereotypical uh, lead singer in their gospel choir. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know the kind that would squish you with her buns <laughs> if given the opportunity. Well, the funny part is they start. She starts opening my bag, and I nudge to Michelle and just, <laughs> just kind of point, and we just stand watch. back and watch. <laughs> well, the bad part is the the evil grin you had on your face as you're doing it too. Well, there's the, no way you didn't. As soon as she starts laughing, she looks up, sees me, and busts up even more because she knew I was watching her for me. <laughs> and she's gritting her teeth, going, "You son of a bitch." <laughs> See, number 26, I bought a samurai sword, didn't even remember until I received and opened the package. And finally, number 27, the summer after my freshman year of college, I was back home and out partying with friends at night. My ex-boyfriend had been asking me to come visit him in London, and I kept saying no, my parents wouldn't allow it. I didn't have any money, it was a bad idea, etc., etc., etc. That night, or rather morning, around 4.30 a.m., I called him up and told him, F it, yes, I'll come to London. We bought the tickets right then while I was standing in the middle of the street surrounded by similarly drunk friends. Two weeks later, I was in London. A month later, we were back together. Five years later, and we're still in love. Eh. I wanted something funnier than that. Eh. Yeah, I would have, I would have gone. I was raped and left for dead. <laughs> you I don't want to go dark, but... You know. <laughs> um, 45 signs that you're a douchebag. <laughs> you want to hear? Oh, let's go for it. Okay, number 45. Five lane changes only to end up two cars in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Never done that one. Uh, no, but I've seen it a few times. <laughs> um, wearing rosary, <laughs> rosary beads at a bar. Uh, black Amex card. Uh, rappers quit uh, rapping about it 10 what? years ago. Oh, uh, flashing that you have one. Yeah. Uh, bragging about good deeds. Modifying shitty cars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, douchebag. Invading yeah. Poland. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. Yeah, I thought that was a good one. Um, 
See, for those that don't know history, yeah, <laughs> Germany went into Poland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, using expensive car keys as a prop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, addressing service staff while st- still talking on the cell phone. That one I've had a lot. I've done that once or twice. <laughs> well, yeah, but in your situation, you're taking care of uh, you know business in terms of you know, tech support on something, right? Well, no. I, when you say service staff, I mean someone I'm paying to do something for me. No, this is like uh, you, you're managing your staff, and you're still on the cell phone trying to tell your staff what to do. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Insulting your friends in public to pick up a chick? Uh, sign, uh, see, signing emails with cheers. Uh, mom, mom does that. <laughs> wearing three-piece suits. You're not Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, gratuitous Facebook check-ins. So, you know, constantly, I'm at, yeah. I'm at, I'm at. Uh, which I finally figured out how to do <laughs> last week. <laughs> I hardly get on. Uh, I don't want people to know where I am. Constantly saying... Uh, Uber instead of car or taxi. Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would have to agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell your Vegas pool party stories. Um, you have douchebag friends. <laughs> so you are douchebag. Like these or unlike, or, or let's see. Like these or these and unfriending them immediately. Uh, let's see. So douchebag by association? Yes. Uh, professing to be a cheeseburger connoisseur, like or a wine connoisseur, any any Using any, the any word connoisseur, connoisseur yes. in a conversation. Uh, let's see, standing on the left side of an escalator. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, boy, I saw a lot of that in Vegas, man. Yeah. Uh, let's see, the uh, Che Garvea T-shirts all over the place. Let's see. Sniffing a, a wine cork at a restaurant. Parking like an asshole. You know, the three or four stalls so nobody can... Park around it, yeah. You know, every time I see that, especially with those really expensive trucks at uh, Walmart, do you know what I do? I back my bumper up right next to the door handle of the driver's side, of the dri- driver's truck, just to piss them off. I had, I had someone... I saw a post one time. Someone had ch- kept chalk in their car. When they saw that, they'd do big arrows, jackass <laughs> yeah, parking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, trying to use Larry King mantle to uh, lecture American on guns. Uh, Bluetooth. That's old, old, old D-bag. <laughs> you, know, you know, always carrying the Bluetooth around, no matter where you're having a conversation or not. Oh, just always having the earpiece in? Yeah. yeah. That is really a douchebag move, you yeah. know? Oh, I'm, sense. I'm important enough that I'm getting calls well, all the especially time. Especially when they walk up, you don't know if they're talking to you or not. Yeah. I always like to wait for them to say, dude, I'm talking to you. Oh, really? I couldn't tell, douchebag. Uh, let's see. Always showing up late or breaking others' plans altogether. Uh, <laughs> beats by Dre as, an, <clears throat> as an, yeah. uh, a fashion accessory. Cheating. Relationships are optional. And bottle of uh, see and bottle of service chicks are fun and cheaper, but I'm bummed. That's actually a really bad one. Uh, bragging that you have a friend with a beach house, a Ferrari or a boat or a boathouse, etc. Acting like you're rich without being rich, right? Or uh, being rich and just being obnoxious about it. Cologne that you can smell from more than five feet away. 
that Dracar wears from the 90s, we're talking about you, you Nick. <laughs> you, you go ahead, throw the word Nick, man. Hot, cold, and Dracar. <laughs> Dude, how many people did wear Dracar? I never did. You wore Dracar? Still got a bottle at home. You didn't wear it in high school. Yeah. No, you didn't. You, I mean, well, at least you didn't wear it in high school when I wore it in high school. No, I, or I when I was in high school. No, I, I did, but I only wore it to like dances and stuff. Okay, I didn't, that's I didn't. forgivable. It wasn't like you were. No, no, <laughs> I was one of the guys that lived. Holy in it. crap! There were so many people. You just like, dude. There are no, ladies I, that are. Offended I remember by that. Day, days walking down the stairs, and you could tell the person was coming. <laughs> And yes, the, the yes. smell lingered <laughs> for, for, for a good 10, 15 it minutes. Was the, it was the worst crop dusting I have ever had. <laughs> and it happened every day I'd walk down this one hallway. In the same hallway. It's the one on the second floor in the main building? Actually, it was um, going down to the, the stairs of the quad. Oh, or the other, you know what the other bad, bad, bad one was? Every time you walked through or into the choir room. Yeah. Holy crap, did those guys pour it on. I believe it was, uh, wasn't it Big E who lived on that stuff? Big E, Eric, Eric, who I can't remember his last name. Really tall guy, uh, was was doing audio at the same time. I don't remember. Oh. I can't. Re- I don't place a name with it. But uh, it was like the only the only Dracar story I know for sh- remember big time is when we were at, down at uh, San Diego and Nick came out of the bathroom and into the into the, into the elevator and when you Peter and I are just tearing up with the amount <laughs> it was just so heavy oh, and, and your car carried <laughs> yeah it, it carried you didn't I mean, need you, more you, okay, you just need, a, you need like a little spritz no, a little you, splash you spritz and you walk into the uh, into the mist okay fag you don't hit yourself directly with it oh no man it's way too powerful I think he, I think like you said there was like a little extra hose just pump it into oh, the yeah. shower head oh yeah douse yourself three or four times over you know, the good thing that he wasn't much of a smoker then because he would have gone up. <laughs> See, you insist on making people watch YouTube for hours at a bar. That's really a douchebag move. Uh, texting while on a date. Oh, the worst. You I, see, this, this never happened to us because the worst, this didn't exist when we were dating. The worst I saw was about eight years ago. Yeah. Michelle and I were on a date. We look over and this cute young couple on a date. Both sitting there texting. Okay, that would piss me off if I was dating somebody and they're they're, they're more interested in their phone than having conversations. But both of them were texting. I know. I think they were texting each other. Well, okay, maybe maybe they were deaf mute. (laughs) Maybe they're deaf mute. Nah. They could have been. (laughs) I heard him in order and it wasn't. I can't believe. Because if it was a deaf mute, you'd be totally like, oh, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, I know, but no. They're just douchebags on both sides. <laughs> so they'll have baby douchebags. Um, baby douche. Being, let's see, it's a new ba- being a shitty tipper, that is a douchebag mood. Yep. I'm, I honestly, I, I'll tell you how I tip. I start at 15%. If you're phenomenal or above and beyond, I go up to 20, 25, depending on how great the service. But the instant you start screwing, you get, every time you screw up, you get a minus 2%. And I have left no tip before because of how shitty my service has been on occasion. No, I, I've, it's got to be real bad for me now. Oh, it is. It, but it I is. I have done it. I mean, this is like where no refills, don't, you know, uh, you know ig- ignoring you for the entire night. And, and she's like hitting every other table intersection but you. I don't know if I, if I yeah, because we weren't podcasting <clears throat> then. At spring break, we went down to San Diego. Yeah. And we got there that night. We're tired looking for some place to eat. And, and just up from our hotel, there's this family restaurant. We walk in there. I walk, in, walk into the foyer area, stand there, 
stand there with right. There's not there's only a handful of people in there for a good five minutes before the lady comes up and doesn't say I'll be right with you. It sounds like she said find a table. That's what I thought I heard. Okay. Um, and apparently English is not her first language. So I go to start sitting down and she turns to me. Do you not speak English? And at that point, I just turned around, grabbed the kids, and walked out. I wasn't going to deal with it. Uh, actually, I had a, a turnaround and walkout experience here in St. George uh, this, earlier this week. Went over to Red Robin. I know we're not going to, but I, no, I've got my bit. Flies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, walked in and happened to walk in when four of the families walked in. All of us had tables of four. So we all got, and there was this little pimply kid who looked like it was his first day on the job. And, uh, Got my name on the list. I was the last one on the list. And then um, four more families came in. Two of them had a party of eight, and one of them had, and two of them had a party of four. And seriously, I watched the first three go. We, our name didn't get called up. Saw the party of eight go. Saw this party of four, party of four. Finally, and there was another couple of parties that came up. They got called, and I turned and went, look, hey, what the hell happened to me? I, you've sent... Four families that came after me in. He goes, oh, oh, um, what was your name again? And I saw the tablet, and my name was not on there at all anywhere. The kid didn't actually hit enter, I guess. I'm like, Are you, if you're too stupid to do this, use a pencil and paper, dude. This is the way it's been done forever. Let me, and let me see your manager. Well, the manager comes in and goes, well, no, no, we had big parties before you. I went, no, you had three parties of four and then me and then these two parties of eight. Don't lie to me. And got up and got the hell out of there. I was pissed. I was uber pissed. Yeah, some guys don't understand customer service is making it right when you screw up, not making <laughs> it worse. Yeah. Let's see. Force, uh, forcing the handshake, uh, handshake hug with people that you really shouldn't. Yeah. That's the douchebag move. Well, plus a handshake hug. It's overall usually pretty douchey. <laughs> I didn't read this list beforehand. Entourage, the movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, documenting every uh, every trip. Uh, see. Oh, yeah. Documenting every trip to the gym. <laughs> That's like documenting every one burpee, bathroom. two burpees, <laughs> three burpees. Uh, owning more than one. Uh, zero, uh, oh, yeah, owning more than one zero-flat brimmed baseball cap, you know, instead yeah. of having a round. The, what the hell is it with those things? Those things suck, man. But they're the in thing. Yeah, but if it doesn't work as a hat, how do you... I mean, they're uncomfortable to wear. Yeah. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, any picture of you th- throwing the middle finger... Forward or backwards, or a backwards peace sign, <laughs> you're not Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> Tupac. Oh, whatever. Tupac. It's an A. It's a pack. Um, that's how hip I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, still quoting old school or impersonating Borat. Uh, Borat. Any of the characters he's done. I won't yeah, say yeah it's the same character. There, there's been two characters I haven't hated. <laughs> Well, the thing, the thing that I like about the, the Borat and the whole thing is it's a great way to say vagina. You can say the vagine. And that's not the greatest thing came out of that. Um, using Instagram like a, uh, like a chick. Okay, whatever that means. I, I personally think that Instagram, when you, when you do more than three Instagrams a day, that's when you become a douchebag. 
I no opinion. I, I don't use it. I've got an account. I've taken two pictures. I've never actually used it because it always seems so self-serving. We, well, that's part of it. Is I, it's funny. Anybody asks me anything, I'll tell you anything about me. But I'm I don't go out there and publish about myself. Oh well, I have a daughter who does. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> yeah, we know. It happens all the time. Uh, let's see, giving unsolicited advice, especially to people who to whom you are. Uh, or who are more accomplished than you. <laughs> <laughs> Vineyard vines uh, as display items in your home. Okay. Uh, name dropping or place dropping. That really is a douche move. Which is why the Arsenio Hall show got a bit old. <laughs> My fun friend, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. There's an old one for you. Oh, uh, geez. Yeah. Well, 1986, 84. 88, hey, somewhere in hey there? it's past 1910. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> 1910. <laughs> Mr. Arbuckle. That's not me. Fatty Arbuckle? No, that was always Hiram. No, you brought, that, you brought uh, Fatty up several times. No, actually, I usually bring up uh, Al Jolson and, uh, and Benny uh, uh, or uh, Jack Benny. Fatty Arbuckle, that was all Hiram. No, seriously. Mm. Let's see. Um, bathroom selfies. Oh. <laughs> Molesting or playing with my dog like she's yours. So you just stop at molesting my dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, bitching about how cold of it, how cold it is in the middle of winter. Except for here, where it's been really unusually cold in the last two years. And then finally, living vicariously through your sports team. Yeah, I've mentioned before. I don't get it when people say my team. Have you ever played on the Dodgers? Shut up. <laughs> no, but I paid for him plenty of times. Yeah. <laughs> you have too. No, no, I, I, no. It's it's people who use the term "my team" as if they're. Well, an I'll say player. I will say my beloved uh, Packers. That's different. That's different. It's but most sports fans use the term "my team" as if they have ownership or a stake in. Well, I will tell you, they do have an emotional stake in it. I don't doubt that, for a well, second. And, that, and that's why they call it my team. Because it, it, sports teams is the one thing you can emotionally devote your entire self to and not have the need to have a reciprocation. Because it doesn't matter if they disappoint you in terms of performance or not. They're always your team. Yeah. <clears throat> no, that, uh, no, yeah, it's... It, it's I understand like, okay. a, a dead conversation with me because I just don't get it. No, I'm, I'm just trying to explain why. No. Let's see. Uh, Disney removes version of the controversial Confederate flag from a U.S. history attraction. Of course. Which U.S. history attraction would that be? Walt Disney World has re- removed the, the version of the Confederate flag from, uh, let's see. Let's see. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, uh, the American Adventure at Epcot. Oh, okay, okay, which is that I don't know. I think well, I, I don't. What I, most people don't realize is Disney is ever since the time of Walt Disney, it, they don't show true history; they show produced history. This is true. But the other thing about Disney is that uh, they uh, they blow whatever political wind at the time. Well, and it, now, and, now they do. No, since ever since Eisner, yeah, ever since Eisner, yep. Um, here was one that caught my eye. People are still flocking to uh, certain uh, iconic 
movie sets that are still uh, in operation. Number one on the list is Popeye in yep. Malta. They also have the uh, the Village Star Wars uh, uh, Tatooine set uh, is still around. The um, most likely specifically, there was. Uh, in fact, there's a <laughs> surprisingly. This is a current picture of uh, Sweet Haven, and it's look, it looks better than it did during the production. Well, yeah, because the government took it over, and, they, and they've got it tied into a water park. And Which, so they do the full maintenance, full repainting, and all that. Well, I know, but, I mean, this looked better than it did during the production. Yeah. Um, and then they have some old uh, pictures of Robin Williams. Um, there's, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember the other two. Uh, Ray Walston, who would play Poop, Poop Deck Pappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just struck me that that was the number one place that people went. <laughs> well, because it's a full... Probably because it's easy to get to. Well, it's actually not the easiest because, it, it, you know, you got to get to Malta. Once you're on Malta, it's easy to get to. Well, Malta's easy to get to. But it's a full town. It is. But here's a picture of the current most uh, Eisley. Okay. Uh, and then on the backside is actually uh, Luke's farm. Yeah. Uh, it was easier. Oh, uh, the Caribbean towns. Uh, on, I see. I can't remember if this is the one on Malta or the one that's in the Bahamas because uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean because they filmed in both locations. But uh, I know one problem that they had was oh, this one's on Saint Vincent, so it's the one in the Caribbean. Yeah, the when they were filming in the Caribbean, the Bahamas, one problem that they've had on film once they got past filming the first one, they can't actually shut down any beaches. Right. And so they'd be in the middle of filming and tourists would walk in. <laughs> nice. Um, and, of course, uh, Hobbiton is now a, uh, a, a major it's tourist a pro- attraction. Yeah, it's a major pr- uh, protected tourist attraction, which is unfortunate because the poor farmer lost his property. Oh, he lost it? Oh. <laughs> well, you know, he's making money on it, but he can't use it for what he was going to use yeah. after the production oh, yeah. company. Yeah, I know he can't farm on it anymore, but as long as he's making money on it. Anyway, that that was, you know he's he's getting a stipend from the government because of how much how many people are flocking to New Zealand, mm-hmm. and New Zealand's just you know they're you know, they're spending money here, yeah. but uh, so he's still raking in the money on the tourism, but he wanted to actually turn the fields over so that his cows can go and graze, and now he has to uh, unfortunately has to go and buy another thousand acres so that he can have that thousand acres for grazing with his cattle. Yeah. Just kind of like, well, government's stepping in, I guess. Yep. <laughs> yeah, if they help out with the, the, the finances, you end up ahead of, at, at the end of the day. Well, maybe. And they are a socialist state, so they probably will. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A couple more, more things here on... Um... <laughs> oh, it's talking about batshit saying stuff coming out of uh, Utah. Uh, Utah teen faces life in prison for the death of a Utah County deputy. She that article was a little bit old. She did get life in prison. Oh, okay. Which she should have. Let's see another Cosby tidbit. Talent agency <laughs> dumped Cosby after the the Quaalude story came out, <laughs> and his star on the Hollywood Walk will not be removed because it's part of the historic fabric. And I think Barack Obama said today that they cannot return. Uh, they cannot uh, take back the. Uh, Presidential award, uh, Freedom Award or whatever. I don't know if he said they can't. He said they're not going to, but you're still a bad boy and rape is rape. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Let's see. Um, they've some, some people have been interviewed on the Pacific Islands where that report I read last week where they, they thought Amelia Earhart's plan has gone down. 
and there's old timers that have sworn that they know they saw <laughs> saw Amelia Earhart there and saw her get taken by the Japs. I saw that, and I kind of glanced over because the whole Amelia Earhart thing, other than being in the second uh, uh, Night in the Museum, which she was hot in those leather pants, I'm really not interested. I mean, yeah, she was she was a, a pioneer in that uh, she was doing things that women could never actually do in the day, and having the challenge of flying around the world that still sounds intriguing. But well, eh. for me, it's more of solving an old mystery. That one, that one would be a fun mystery to actually solve. But I'm not, I'm not that interested. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ken Stabler, Raiders legend, died at 69 years old. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. And uh, I want to say I'm sorry to my friends in L.A. and Orange and Santa Barbara and Ventura County. They are now paying just under or at $5 a gallon for regular, almost at $6 a gallon for uh, premium. The the national average is $270. Uh-huh. That's screwed up. Damn. You know, look at it. Damn, man. <laughs> and in Santa Barbara County, uh, or at least Santa Barbara City, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, um, sir, it's uh, uh, not, not self-serve. It's uh, full service only. Yep. So, <laughs> which is why everybody fills up in Goleta, which is the next town up. Uh, I learned that one the hard way when I, when I first lived there on my mission, man. Yeah. It was like, oh, I'm out of gas. I need to. Oh, no, sir. Get back in your car. You're not allowed to touch the gas pump. That's how what? the entire state of Oregon is. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, uh, that, that actually drove me nuts driving to Eugene. That, well, especially when you can see these guys are just complete potheads. You don't know oh, what yeah. they're going to do to your car. All right, well, I got out. The first time I did it, it wasn't even my car. It was Dad's uh, T-Bird. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I get out because, you know, I'm going to pump my gas, right? The guy comes flying out of there and goes, you can't touch the pump. You can't touch the pump. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then, then, you know, they explain, oh, you're from California. This is full service only. I'm like, great. Well, I'm just going to watch. I'm going to watch you like a hawk. (laughs) He goes, but but, but you don't need to. I'm going to watch you like a hawk. The guy was, and he was brutally nervous. (laughs) So I'm sitting there just going, okay, just make sure you don't scrape any paint, you jackass. (laughs) So right now at McDonald's, their their Happy Meals are doing Minion toys, <clears throat> and one of the Minion toys got um, public. Is this a picture that I need to see? No, it's just, it's just showing the Minion toy. Uh-huh. Um, but th- there's one that they think the parents think that it's saying the F word. Oh yeah. And the people, the creators of the toys are are swearing it's not. Here's a video of it or audio from the video. Sure. So this is a Minion we bought the other night. Uh, my daughter got a. Happy Meal from McDonald's with a toy, of course. Originally, we didn't think anything of it until my wife this morning was moving it out of the car seat and heard something didn't quite sound right. I don't hear it. Seriously, what the McDonald's toy? You have to hit it to make get to make a noise. And it randomly plays three different sounds. Right. And one was, it's just, what the, but you, you, know, you can't remember. Really I don't hear, but people I don't hear what the F I hear. Now, here's the really funny part about this. That's that. 
So I'd read, read this story, uh, you know, obviously when I copied it off for this. So you went and bought one? I went to McDonald's and grabbed a, 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 a Minion toy. It wasn't that one, but they were fun to play with. Right. And so um, over the weekend, the only 7-Eleven in Washington <laughs> County is part of a gas station with in McDonald's Hur- in Hurricane. In Hurricane, right. And I had to go out to Leverkin. What the hell are you doing out there? I had to go out to Leverkin to pick up Jess from one of her friends. No, wait a minute. How did she have a friend out there? Her dad, her parents are split up, and her dad just bought a house out there. Okay, this isn't the Grayson. No, no, this is the sewing, sewing machine twin. Oh, the gay one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, the future gay one. Um, future, you don't have a sewing machine now <laughs> and be gay in the future. That well, that one, that one is the full on. <laughs> I'm not gay. I just look that way. So I brought the kids with me on the way back. We stopped and got Seven Elevens because it because was Seven Eleven. Right. So it was a free Slurpee. Uh-huh. And we're walking out. I was like, hey, I'll go over there real quick. And I, and I go up to the cashier and say, so which Minion toys do you have? And he goes and grabs out of these boxes and brings over like five or six different Minion toys. <laughs> and I said, do you have the one that sounds like it's swearing? I'm sorry, sir. I can't sell that to you. So I, uh, so I asked him, okay, go ask your manager really nicely, please, if he'll sell it to me. <laughs> manager comes walking back two minutes later. Sorry, bro. Can't do it. They would not sell me the toy. Well, they are in southern Utah. So on Monday, um, like a jackass, I ordered on eBay 10 bucks for shipping. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be here next week. Were you sober? <laughs> <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I just thought the whole thing was funny. So you, you want to save for posterity a minion saying, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, it, it, it is me. For posterity. Uh-huh. So what you need to do is you actually need to, knowing that you have the technical ability to do it, don't record it onto a recording device. Directly link it in somewhere so we get a digital recording of what they're actually saying. So, you know, you got to take it apart and take put, it apart and, and, and put an eighth inch jack in his asshole. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> actually, by then, he will be saying, What the fuck? <laughs> exactly. Omar Sheriff, Lawrence of Arabia, and Dr. Zivago star I dies at 83. Yeah. And a lot of other actors were, you know, lamenting the death, and some were saying he was a. A huge talent that wasted on trying to get laid. <laughs> he, uh, he was always stealing women from other actors. Yeah. That's why, uh, actually, most actors stopped working with him entirely. Um, moment a rock musician was arrested for playing the national anthem on the 4th of July. Wow. This is a Florida story. <laughs> why am I not surprised? A 22-year-old Florida rocker was arrested and charged with breaching the peace after his inspired performance of the Star-Spangled Banner on the 4th of July drew uh-huh. a crowd of nearly 200 people. Lane Pittman was shredding with a guitar and amp to the delight of holiday revelers when officers from Neptune Beach Police Department asked him to move from the street to the sidewalk. Pittman, okay, that is a reasonable request. Pittman complied. And then launched into his rendition of the national anthem before transitioning into a version of Ted Nugent's um, Strange Ted Nugent, not Nugent. I said Nugent. Oh, it sounded like you said Ted Nugent. Like nope. Like, uh, Ted Nugent. He, he's um, got a creamy center. <laughs> Ted Nugent's Strange Hold, as right. seen in the. And I've got a video there. Okay. And let's see. As members of the crowd applauded and chanted, officers approached Pittman, had a brief conversation with the guitarist before leading him away, leaving friends to deal with his equipment. Pittman was handcuffed, taken to the police station, and given notes to appear and charged with a misdemeanor breach of peace. Wait a minute. They arrested him after he moved. Yeah, without even fighting. He just, okay, cool. Yeah. What the hell, man? Uh, that's, that's a cop overstating, uh, overstepping. That's not breaching the peace when the crowd is happy about it. Especially when you don't even get a warning. Yeah. 
No, that, that's yeah, a that's that, a cop who's a little overzealous. Maybe had too much coffee and donuts that morning. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that one falls out. Uh, I bet you. I bet you something. Uh, well, hopefully this guy is brilliant enough to actually call up a lawyer that's a constitutional lawyer. Go, you know, because without a without a warning, being told get out of the street, that is a completely separate incident, and uh, then you're disturbing the peace. Yeah, that's completely different. Yep. Because he just wasn't a music lover. Got a new, <laughs> another Utah story. I'm sorry, that wasn't country. <laughs> exactly. Got another Utah story. Oh, yeah? Ex-Utah jazz dancer admits having sex with 17-year-old student after her husband hired private investigators. The luckiest kid on the act. planet. The luckiest kid on the planet. Well, she's 33 now. She's not, not like she's the dancer dude, now. Dude, if it was a 17-year-old having sex with an ex-dancer... And she, she opened up her own dance school, and he was a student there. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. We specialize in the horizontal mumbo. Mommy, can I go to another class, please? <laughs> no, Mom, Mom, I have to go study with her. I swear. And now? And now? Mama June. Oh, we haven't had a Mama June story in six months or more. Mama June has her Baywatch moment as she shows off 45-pound weight loss in an iconic red swimsuit doing a... Uh, Baywatch running pose. Wait, 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 wait. Do I need to have something available for the bile that will end up in my mouth? Dun, 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 dun. <sighs> she looks better okay, than she ever has, all, but okay. damn, still, it's okay, a damn. The fact that her mouth is wide open in a <laughs> Jaws moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy moly. I am thankful that it's a one piece. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> oh, 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 guess what, guess what, guess what? What? In big cities, you can now get diarrhea to go. I mean, diarrhea delivered. Taco Bell's testing delivery service. <laughs> okay. Just in case you're backed <laughs> up and you don't want to make it over to the pharmacy, exactly. you now can have a 12-pack of tacos delivered to your home. You know, the problem here is that you can't get to the – there's no way they can bring it back to, back to your house it's hot and steamy. You know, the way that you can actually eat it. By the time you get it, it's going to be the congealed meat. Oh, and, and the, the melting through the, the taco itself. <laughs> melting. That's what happens when the fat gets to the bottom. You try to pick it up and the whole yeah. thing just explodes. Explodes? Explodes. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What else you got? Uh, just bring up the next set here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Minions opening weekend, 115.2 million. Second biggest animated opening of all time. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it yet, my wife did. Well, it did, it did outperform uh, Jurassic Park in the first weekend, but Jurassic Park grew by word of mouth. Yeah. And hit the 600 million mark domestically. Yeah, but you know, and for a cartoon it, flick, that's. No, still no, that's still, that's still. Well, the last one to do that well was uh, Toy Story 3. Yeah. Okay, are you ready for are you ready for your your Facebook quiz, or do you want to go through a couple more? Stories? A couple more. Okay, forty five hundred supporters of the Confederate flag create a spectacular eight mile convoy in Florida to protest the inflammatory symbol being taken down. <laughs> Stupid. Right on. Yeah, well, Florida's always been a little weird. I mean, having lived there, I can say that yeah. they they really have because they have the urbanite centers, and there's five of them. Really, there's five. Yeah. There's a Fort Lauderdale, St. Augustine, uh, Tampa, and uh, 
Tallahassee and Orlando. Don't forget Miami. Well, okay, Miami, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, pretty much blend all together now. Yeah. Other than that, it's all country. I mean, oh, yeah. it's all country. And the Panhandle, you might as well just say, well, that's Mississippi, Alabama, South. I mean, they've got the highest rated rodeo training school in the U.S. <laughs> yes, in Florida. Yes, they do. They also have a clown college in Florida, yeah. <laughs> and they're right next to each other. <laughs> yes, they are actually. <laughs> they're 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 in the same city, but then mixed into into there, they, they've still got a lot of the Native Americans that were there when the Spanish oh, yeah. came in, and then you also have all the the huge Puerto Rican and Cuban influx that have come over over the years. It's a really interesting mismatch, especially it the is, far, but, but the farther the, south but you in go. The, but into the Panhandle, it is all just you know. Backwoods. I mean, my neighbor had a still. Yeah. No, seriously. He he sold. He sold. He sold moonshine out of his house. Well, that's what's funny. Is it, the laws now it actually is legal to sell your own moonshine. Uh, yes and no, depending on on how you sell it. Well, it's how you sell it and what your mesh actually is. Mm-hmm. And then, you, oh, and, but, and, but you and, sell it, and nobody can go blind. That's a biggie. <laughs> that's a biggie. They're not selling tequila. <laughs> there's no, there's no little no, worm in the Seriously, if, no, if, no. if it's not distilled correctly, I watched enough of the Moonshiners TV yeah, show. I, the, well, trust me, <laughs> this guy would have been a star on that show, man. Because I, I would come home and I could smell smell it distilling. You know, they'd be boiling the mash, boiling the mash, and then he triple boiled his stuff so that he got a real pure product. You know, he, he's, I spent an entire afternoon learning how to make moonshine mm-hmm. with this guy because. You know, really, really nice, nice old timer. No teeth. Uh, you know, barely educated, barely spoke English. You know, really, sp- I mean, this guy was from the Bayou of Louisiana. Yeah, and so I mean, it was real hard for this white Californian to figure out what the hell he was saying. But he made great Creole, though. He, the very best uh, Bayou Bayou boil I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't want to know what's in it. But no, I'm, good. I knew exactly what was in it because I took I took him down because uh, he wanted to know where I, he get some really good fresh uh, seafood. And my job uh, as a sous chef down there was to go by the catch of the day, so I knew where all the local guys were. Oh, okay. So I took him down there on a Saturday and said, "Okay, here they are." And so he picked up octopus and and uh, you know, calamari, uh, oysters on you know, still in the shell, mm-hmm. clams. Uh, we picked up some some uh, grouper and and uh, sea bass uh, and red you know, snapper. It's funny, I still haven't had oyster in the shell mainly because living inland, I don't dare try it. Well, you don't dare try it here, yeah. and you really don't dare try it on the west coast. Yeah. You really, it really's got to be along the cold waters of the east coast to really have a good good flavor. Or um, if you're going to do the fresh water, then through out the bayou. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you really don't even want to. I haven't brave enough. <laughs> anyway, so you know, and he did a big he did a big bayou boil, and he doesn't use Tabasco. He this is where I got introduced to Frank's Red Hot. Yeah, and oh, oh my gosh, that's what everybody in the South uses. <laughs> Holy crap! I've never had anything that great, and just and he had one of those, he. <laughs> He, he took his what it was used to be his first boil pot, his, his uh, mesh pot. You know the cast iron cauldron we have. Yep, it was that. Oh yeah, and he, he spent like a day and a half boiling it, just keeping it on a perfect simmer the entire time. Boiled it all down to just this almost paste, but had big chunks of meat and tomato and 
and Cayenne, and, and uh, he didn't do any jalapeno, but he did Anaheim's, and, uh, and oh my gosh, was it so freaking good. <laughs> we ate that for like two days straight. It was just, you know, and you know how you, you have the, uh, the gumbo over at Disneyland, and after that, you're just like ready to roll around? Yeah. It was like that, except on steroids. <laughs> so you have your choice. <laughs> Which Brady Bunch character are you? Or yeah. how did you die? Let's see. Uh, see how? Did, let's see. Yeah. Where is it? How did you die? Oh, did you die in the Civil War or in the Revolutionary War? That sounds way more appealing than which effing <laughs> Brady Bunch I was, character. I, I, I gave am. you the choice. I was originally just going to say which one and just go right into it. Marsha. <laughs> actually, I did. <laughs> What? I got Marsha. Actually, no, I got Jan. I got Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah, uh, Mike and Jimmy got Marsha. <laughs> that, was, that was actually pretty funny. Okay. How did you die in American history? Let's play. By the way, this for me is way entertaining to see how uncomfortable you get with some of these. All righty. Your gender. You are, and I'm going to give you the choices. There are more than two. Of course. <laughs> Are you a male, female, queer slash other? And it's complicated. I'm going to go male, just oh. to be safe. Come on, Caitlin. <laughs> All right. You are male. It says you're wrong. Um, <laughs> just in case you're wondering. Which of the following would be your dream job? An astronaut? A celebrity? A mom? Okay, a celebrity is not a job. I, I, this is what it says. A celebrity, a mom, a leader, a revolutionary, an artist, a soldier, other. A leader. A leader. Okay, we will choose a leader. You have chosen a leader. You are wrong. Pick a U.S. president. Abraham Lincoln. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. George Washington. Theodore Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson, and none of the above. Just choose a president. Uh huh. Washington. You're gonna go Washington. The greatest, the first and the greatest. The only president who, who, um, didn't want to be president. Uh, yeah. You, 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 that can be safe. Well, that's not true. There was one other. Harry Truman did not, in fact, want to be president. Yeah, did not. Uh, in fact, uh, he went kicking and screaming as the nominee for the vice presidency and for uh, Franklin Roosevelt. Hmm. Um, let's see. Which of the following are you more afraid of? Going broke? Being mugged or attacked? Dying young? The government? Uh, global warming? Infectious disease? Or natural disasters? Well, I'm already old, so... <laughs> going broke. Going broke? It's not as bad as you think it is. <laughs> I'm there. It's still a painful walk. Oh, trust me. Especially... in. That bleeding from that turnip, man, <laughs> it's like a death of a thousand paper cuts, but they're adding a drop of vinegar every time you do uh-huh. Okay, so you're going broke. All righty. <clears throat> Which do you love most? Uh, let's see. What, what do you love most about the United States? It's natural beauty. It's military strength. It's history, it's freedoms and liberties, it's material wealth, 
It's warm, friendly culture. It's diversity or other. It's history. It's histo. Histoire. All right. <clears throat> that one made me uncomfortable. <laughs> are, you a re- are you a religious person? Yes. No. I'm spiritual. It's complicated. On Sundays, yes. On Sundays, you are. <laughs> are you spiritual or are you are religious? <laughs> uh, let's see. By spiritual, do they mean drinking spirits? Uh, uh. We's going to do a spiritual. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Which of the following could describe you? High maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at my nails. Anxious. Pessimistic. Rebellious. Bleeding heart or quirky? You are so quirky. Guess that's answered for me. <laughs> no, well, go ahead. No, I go quirky. Yeah, you. <laughs> I'm a little off. <laughs> a little. <laughs> You're like 15 degrees off cool. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Choose a U.S. state: Hawaii, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, South Dakota, New York, or California. And see what I hate about that is it doesn't give you a, what you're choosing it for. Just, no, it doesn't. Just says pick a state. Hawaii. Hawaii. It is now calculating. How did you die in American history? Strangled by Annette Funicello. You died in Pearl Harbor aboard the, uh, the Arizona. Arizona. Yep. I'm trapped in the tank, dude. <laughs> Just thought that would be... It's really too bad I can't take this test as Happy Valley Speakeasy <laughs> with your name. I would love to be able to do that. Post it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Kimball died as. <laughs> we were told to wash black customers. Security workers sued Disney World claiming they were told to treat certain races with suspicion. <laughs> That's lovely. Good job, Disney. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, um, All, I bet you they were shopping <laughs> for Song of the South. <laughs> Nintendo CEO uh, dies of bile duct cancer, age fifty. Yeah, I saw that. He's the one who was behind launching the Wii, and he he was also the one behind watching the N sixty four, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know if he was president. I doubt he was president then, but I know he was with the company. I knew that he was like one of the major developers of of Nintendo, and he also worked on the Nintendo PlayStation. I don't know if you saw that story last week. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was. Uh, they released all, a bunch of uh, previously classified documentation on the joint activity between Nintendo and, and Sony to develop the PlayStation. But it was the Nintendo PlayStation, and it played both cartridges and disc. Oh, cool. And it was, it was meant to be the N64. Okay. And so and, um, apparently there was a major rift somewhere between Sony and Nintendo. Do you know what the... You know what the reason for the rift was? Uh, uh, Nintendo wanted to be developed intelligently. No, Nintendo would refuse to allow any blood or yeah. or uh, non-family friendly video games. They refused to do anything with blood, anything with uh, violence at all. And Sony was going, "We have to be able to compete with Xbox." Yeah, because they were getting their ass kicked by Halo. <laughs> Well, yeah, that was such a huge game changer. It was. And it was the first, the first realistic 3D um, first-person shooter that everybody that played it just loved. And I never got... I, I tried working on both PlayStation and Xbox, 
Now, granted, the original Xbox fatty, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> where you, know, you had to reach four inches over to touch a button, that was still more comfortable than the dinky little you know, midget hands for the PlayStation. Yeah. And it turns out that PlayStation had, has a major uh, mental flaw in that they forget that Americans are giants. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to Japanese, yeah. <laughs> so that's actually why the PlayStation uh, game, uh, controllers are so much smaller. They developed them for Japanese. They didn't develop them for... total them. sense. And then, you know, like six months after Xbox was released, they got rid of the fatties and went to the S controller because it was like normal size. Apparently, they were having Andre the Giant practice yeah. <laughs> on these things. So um, remember about a year ago, there was a weird 200-foot deep crater that just showed up in Siberia. Yes. Well, they figured out uh, how it was caused. How was that? By methane eruptions triggered by melting permafrost. That's right. Methane gas caused the hole, which proves that men in black work for the Russians. <laughs> no. I just <laughs> I think just thinking, how ironic is it that Russia had a giant fart? Yeah. In the middle of nowhere that caused a huge hole. <laughs> no, it just escaped a huge hole. <laughs> I mean, how big of an asshole they end up <laughs> Tragedy of, of actress who was date-raped by Clark Gable, gave birth to his baby, and kept it secret for 80 years. Loretta Young. Really? Uh-huh. Uh, it's come out that she was raped by Clark Gable, and her kid is Clark's kid. They DNA tested this whole thing, huh? Uh, I can't say it far. It's going slow. I can't tell. But, yeah, I... I they're reporting it, though it has to be true. <laughs> but I'm willing to bet if they haven't done testing, if, since that report got out that you know testing will be coming if it hasn't. Well, it would have to be. I mean, there's no way you could say you're Clark Gable's kid without having some kind of DNA test. And Clark Gable actually has legitimate children, so it wouldn't be, very, it wouldn't be a big stretch to uh, go and get that, their DNA samples and compare it to this kid. And if they had enough of familial alleles... Uh, According to common. Lewis, the revelation came after watching an episode of Larry King Live in which the topic was discussed. Afterwards, the then 85-year-old Young asked Lewis to explain what date rape meant. <laughs> what date rape meant. On hearing her daughter-in-law's reply, she said, that's what happened between me and Clark. Well, that sounds more like he, Clark decided that he didn't want to have a, a regular relationship. Yeah, so I, I think she's just bitter and spiteful. She's you still, know, still like my ex-wife. Well, she still didn't bring, bring out the fact of who the father was for eighty-five years. Yeah, I, I, well, back then, you normally didn't. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, the, there was very much the hush-hush uh, um, personal. Re- you know, those relationships were never reported, other than what the studio wanted reported. Oh, yeah. So, they, if, they so actually, if that relationship was not sanctioned by the studio, there was no way that it was ever going to get out. Yeah, they actually were able to control the media back then. <laughs> and my computer's freezing up on me, so let's go on to something else for a minute until it's done. Doing 19 of the most evil women ever. Barbara Boxer. Uh, no. Nobody current, actually. <laughs> uh, Marianne Cotton. When Marianne was... Uh, Tell me the Queen of Scots is on there somewhere. Yes, she is. <laughs> I don't know who this lady is. Uh, Marianne Cotton found out that she would uh, receive payouts for the death of her family members, so she wasted no time murdering 21 via arsenic and poisoning, 12 of which were her own children. 
you're going to go, go deep. <laughs> they called, uh, she also killed uh, several husbands and her own mother to make the quick buck. Damn, man, that's cold. Uh, some of these, there's a lot of them that most people have no idea. Number 13 is Mary Queen of Scots, the Bloody Mary. Catholic Queen uh, murdered huge numbers of Protestants in England and uh, nicknamed Bloody Mary. Hundreds of thousands of Protestants in England fl- uh, fled to Scotland, Flor- uh, France, and Spain for sanctuary. Um, <clears throat> oh, Elsie <laughs> Koch. No idea. Okay, this one is disturbing. Yeah, because the, the killing the 22 people in your family isn't. This one's worse. Elsie Koch was the wife of the, of, of the commandant for both the Birkenwald and Madonic concentration camps. She, uh, she killed many Jewish inmates and made lampshades out of, her, out of their skin. I've actually heard of that. <laughs> she was the first prominent Nazi to be tried by the U.S. military. Oh, didn't know that. Uh, let's see. Irma Geese, uh, Greece, she uh, employed Jewish women over and over and over again, uh, killing them and uh, re- returning their bodies into soap. Lovely. Yeah. In fact, they found a whole bunch of uh, body soap in the Ardennes, from, and they all had the Nazi wrapper on it. Uh-huh. So when... They DNA tested it? N- yeah, well, no, because they had been rendered... But because of, I don't know if you knew this, but Nazis were meticulous record keepers. Mm-hmm. So they had a whole bunch of records of people that, uh, of making all the soap. But when the, the Russians came in, they started destroying all the records. Not all the records got destroyed. And they were finally released after the wall fell down. Well, they've been looking for evidence of the soap making for years and years and years. They found this giant... Uh, for lack of a better word, uh, mass grave, where they were throwing in anything that, ha- that would prove their inhumanity. Mm-hmm. And they found this giant pit of... Documents. Human, no, human soap. Oh. <laughs> uh, just all these bars that were wrapped up. I mean, it was... Some of these are just freaking disturbing. Hey, hey, it's recycling. <laughs> it's recycling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's quite, <laughs> I don't think that would have worked in Nuremberg, man. <laughs> no, no, we're recycling their bodies. It's, it's cool. Um, let's see. Some of these were, see, Mary, Mary Hindley, together with her boyfriend, uh, Ian Bradley. Hindley was responsible for the rape and murder of five young children. Oh, lovely. Yeah, some of these, some of these people. <laughs> Dorothea Binns. She was an SS supervisor at Ravensbrück concentration camp. Her dedication to her work uh, was described by, the, by her fellow Nazis and SS as you know, unyielding. Yeah, when the SS are going, you're effed. <laughs> yeah, they're going, wow, she's really intense. <laughs> yeah, when the, SS, when the SS says, you're dark. Known for patrolling the camp with a whip in one hand and her German shepherd in the other at her side, inmates re- reported she had felt uh, that inmates would see not inmates 
her fellow SS and Nazi uh, guards would report that inmates would immediately fall silent upon her her approach. She had a reputation of whipping and beating anybody that got in her way or even looked at her wrong. And even uh, sticking her her, uh, German shepherd on them to feast on their withered bones. And after the whipping, she would have a glazed look on her face. (laughs) Probably. There's some (laughs) Mistress Bince. Exactly. (laughs) Ah, let's see. The surprisingly, Lizzie Borden was on here, but the funny thing is, Lizzie Borden actually was never convicted. It was only ever accused, and there's even question to the validity of the accusation of chopping up her parents. Uh, let's see. We told you Mary Henley. Oh, um, this is a good one. This one actually is current. Um, Bilyana uh, Plazvik, she was the president of the, the Republic of Spritska in, during, uh, she led Bosnia and Herzegovina during the Serbian genocide in the 90s. She led her military into the genocide of the Serbs. Uh, and at the end of the war, she was tried and, sent, uh, and sentenced to uh, prison, was released early in, in 2009, She's currently staging a comeback in in uh, comeback tour <laughs> in politics in Serbia. Yeah, nothing like the the ethnic ethnic cleansing comeback. <laughs> well, somebody has to do it <laughs> because together we can do so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a that's a Photoshop Friday joke, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just some of these. Uh, most of these uh, women were back in the 1500s, 1600s. Yeah. Those were mostly in the, uh, in the last two centuries. So my computer decided to finally behave again. <laughs> Anal teen mom star Farrah Abraham. Anal teen porn star? She was on a teenage mom MTV show, and uh-huh. then her celebrity was winning. And so she, quote, unquote, leaked a sex tape, which was... She invited over a porn star and just happened to have pr- production quality cameras there while he did <laughs> anal with her. Yeah, it's basically she did porn to try and up her her celebrity. Oh, so. But that's she, not the story she, here. She went the route that Miley Cyrus should have gone. Yeah. Uh, she was denied treatment by surgeons after pleading for lip implants and has warned her filler addiction could cause permanent damage to her face. My recommendation, go for it. I would say maybe try and become the first woman face transplant. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And the picture of her now, damn scary. Like Mama June Jam scary or Um, like Jeremy eating uh, eating clams scary. (laughs) And that can be taken so many ways. (laughs) He did have, I forgot to ask him if he had his porn star on last week. (laughs) I wanted to follow up. No, no, the, 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 the porn, well, the last week was them. Was she working? Doing pre-work to eventually get her, you know, so they were prepared with questions and whatnot. Right. When she, when she does make an appearance. <laughs> and uh, Tom Cruise has now put up money with the Scientologists to create Scientology CNN TV network and film company. 
set to launch from a new $50 million Hollywood studio that will be a little bit larger than Paramount Studio. And, called, and it's called Dianetics? And it helps that the guys working on putting it together are the what the the C group people that are C org workers that are making a couple <laughs> dollars a day live from the C Arthur Clark Studios, basically. <laughs> oh, and um, they are going to set aside um, or Ron, L. Ron Hubbard Studios. They are going to use one of the sound stages, and this is in the report as an audition area for um, the woman that will play um, play the role of Katie Holmes. <laughs> they will be auditioning his girlfriends for I, him. I, I just have to f- ask this: Will Oprah be sitting there in a couch that he can jump all over? Not until after. <laughs> well, you know, he, if he's that good of an actor, yeah, it could be like, beforehand. Oh, oh, and uh, Sylvester Stallone has um, no official remark on a Rambo sequel, but. Representatives confirmed that he'll be doing a sequel uh, for Sylvester Stallone against ISIS. Yeah, we, no, nah. I don't need a 65-year-old <laughs> with a walker going in against ISIS, even though you can mount the guns on the walker. Yeah, you can mount them on the walker, and you can still go, Aah! Yeah, but the thing is, when they go off, he slides backwards. <laughs> yeah, that would. I want to see, see a sequel to Oscar. No, that would be, it'd be fun. That would be great, especially if you can get like, uh, everybody back. Well, half the cast is dead, but <laughs> like Peter Reigert and uh, and um, oh, who played a little little Anthony Rosano? He's he's actually been working a lot. He was on uh, on uh, 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 Law and Order for a while. As, yeah. And geographers offer pointless advice on how to survive the earthquake predicted to obliterate the Pacific Northwest. Uh, escape on foot because roads will liquefy and start running when um, you hear dogs barking. They can't barking. run that fast. And they say start running when you hear dogs, dogs barking. Uh, the, the report's ridiculous because they're so pathetic on the recommendations. <laughs> how about just, you know, place your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye? <laughs> if, look, if... There are so many active fault lines that there could be, you know, the big one ever hits California. More than likely, the San Andreas is going to be hit mid-state. It's well, not going to hit Southern California. Admittedly, it's not an if. It is a when. But, yeah, San Andreas is going to go, and half of California is going to end up with... I don't even think it's gonna, uh, that's what's actually going to happen, because there's two other fault lines before you get to the Pacific Ocean. And I don't, and it's not necessarily the, uh, in fact, it turns out that the San Andreas is, is not the most active fault line uh, along there. They found two others. Hmm. Uh, there was a big quake a couple of weeks ago in L.A. that made, uh, what's been happening is, I saw this report uh, two weeks ago, that they've been finding methane coming up out of the ground in Hollywood, and they couldn't figure out why until they found there's a subduction zone right in the middle of Hollywood right now. Of course. And it, it's not associated with the San Andreas because the San Andreas goes back into San Bernardino yeah. you know, by the time it gets to that latitude. So this is another active fault line, and it's not associated either with Whittier. But they've been having so much methane, and they measured the, uh, the concentration of the methane. It turns out that the, the fault line is extremely deep, but right there in Hollywood. And, and lately there's been enough methane coming out to kill, um, to kill plant life. 
So well, I, I just love the imagery from that really bad show, Escape from L.A., <laughs> where California slides off and, the, and, and gets a ocean canyon between California Island and the mainland. I could live with that. And suppose, though, though I'm really hoping and praying that I actually do have a beach house. So if this happens, let it be after my lifetime. Well, it, it, you know, supposedly when the, the uh, tide's coming in, it created great swells that would go through there. Actually, it w- really would. Yeah. It's a dumb movie, but had some fun points to it. <laughs> I know you and anything with uh, with what's his name, uh, Steve Buscemi. Was it Steve Buscemi? I thought uh, Escape New York was uh, Russell. Well, he's the lead. Steve uh, Buscemi is one of the supporting characters. They're supporting actors. Kurt Russell, man. <laughs> he's he's done uh, his 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 greatest movie is Soldier. He's done a a, a a very odd mixed bag of shows over the years. Well, he has, but he was also. Did you know he was a Disney kid? Yep, I did. Now, a lot of people have no idea that's where his roots are from. Same thing with uh, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster was a Disney yep. kid. Way back before she she um you know munched muff. <laughs> <laughs> or did the rape? Uh, uh, Was it called uh, the accused? Yeah. But no, I, I actually like her movies quite a bit. I enjoyed Contact a lot, but mainly because the concept of uh, because that was all written by uh, of uh, Clark. No, 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 no. It was uh, Carl Sagan. Oh, I thought it was, sorry, no. It was, it was Carl Sagan. You know, that that was his vision of how to make uh, how we would make Contact. Is that there would be some radio uh, mm-hmm. s- signal that would do prime numbers so that we could make contact base that way. Don't know if you knew, but uh, our Uncle Alan did effects on that. On, on contact? Yep. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Because I was getting in contact with him about it, right, but my summer ended right when they were starting to uh, build the shop for the, the oh, show. It's too bad. I, I would have gone to that one because I was probably in the middle of one of my crappy gigs. Yeah. Well, it was when you were down at, Spe- uh, at Special Effects Unlimited. Oh, man, if I had done that one. Well, so they, they were just starting to build the shop for it at the very end of that summer. Oh, I, I totally would have done it. Uh, oh, I, I was hoping to get on it. Because uh, <laughs> I had just, one of the, I don't know if you knew this, but I ended up spending f- a week on uh, on uh, um, Wilshire blowing a bunch of hash. Yeah, I knew you, they, oh, that, I, that, I knew you got that. You got, um, I know you got pulled in for to do volcano. Oh, they had. There was just there was nobody available, and that that well, whole summer, no, I mean, everybody was working. Well, yeah, it was a huge permit year. They hired over like two thousand permits that summer, and I went down and talked to the guys on volcano on that week. I'd come down and worked and did that one day on the the Michael Jackson video. Uh-huh. I talked to them on Thursday, and they said, "Yeah, um, we'll plan on hiring you. We'll talk to the union on Friday." When I was working on on the the Michael Jackson thing, <laughs> yeah, come back on Monday. Right. I come back on Monday, and the union had decided that Wednesday before to put a freeze in hiring unions or um, permits because they had hired so many, and so they couldn't hire me. Um, it turned out, well. The only reason why I got hired, it, it, uh, Volcano was a union show. But there was just nobody available. Oh yeah, so, no, there's, a, there's a point where they just bring in whoever. And so, and they there was such a massive ash storm that had to happen, plus all the other effects that was going on simultaneously. Oh, there were tons like, of fires and all. So that. I had to go sit. Steam. I had to babysit a cage up on top of a on top <laughs> of a roof. Well, that's what it was. It's better than sitting in the shop. Well, it is. But uh, had I been able to get picked up the rest of that show, I would have gotten into the union. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, all I, all I, I it was twenty one days. They they waived the thirty. Yeah, because they were just they were dying for people. And like I said, the, the union 
screwed me out of it. And so that's why I spent and it's working in the summer for Jerry. And I would have made way more money working for them than oh, I would yeah. for Jerry. Well, I didn't get scale, but I got close. Yeah, scale at that time I think it was twenty two an hour. Twenty five. Oh, they bumped it up. It was twenty five an hour, and uh, I was getting twenty uh, twenty one. Yeah, and I was getting uh, seven hundred bucks a week. Well, that's not horrible. No, no. I mean, it, it made the town payment on my first house, and it was, it was good money. But I would, I knew I was, I would have made so much more and had when, I been in. And when I was, you know, and when I was in the shop for Gabe, I was getting uh, six fifty. And that one week I worked for Gabe, and I was a hundred percent under the table. <laughs> Mine, uh, mine was not under the table because I was actually uh, working with the shop steward and uh, running all of the. Uh, I wasn't running any of the rentals on, or I was running the rentals, not the not the uh, um, the expendables. Uh-huh. So I was running all the ritters, the foggers, the. And let me tell you how much fun it is to deep prep a uh, robo fogger <laughs> when nobody. I couldn't believe they shipped that thing back with full of water, man. Oh, it was a waste of money shipping. Well, no, it was you know delivery guys. But I I, I look at our, our but, runner. But it, it, I looked at a runner. Empty that sucker out. I, I look at that runner. I'm like, are you are you butt stupid? He goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, I turn the valve, <laughs> the water starts pouring out. I'm like, why the hell didn't you do this on set, man? <laughs> you know, walk outside, unplug it, and you would have saved yourself like a back injury. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. For those that know, the Robofoggers held like 50 gallons of water. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and this thing was like almost full. I mean, they pull, I'm, the truck pulls in and you know, it has the, had the trailer because I also had a Ritter. And so, Which is a giant uh, fan with a... Basically, it's... It uses an airplane propeller on a DC yeah, it, motor. It's, it's a... Uh, well, actually, it's, it's uh, one of the uh, airboats. You know, yeah. Basically, the cage of the airboat, and that's it. Yep. And... Uh, when they pull that and they pull that ritter off uh, uh, the, and the trailer off, but the truck doesn't lift up. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell, guys? And so <laughs> we, we jimmy this thing back onto the dock, and I hear sloshing. I'm like, okay. Un- I un- <laughs> Seriously, just, it was like three screws on the tap started water coming out. Everyone like, didn't you guys even think about this? Before you blew your back uh, out lifting oh, that section on there. Or there was the day that Gabe had me playing runner. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, those, um, one of the first days I was working for Jerry, we were, we were doing a location um, shot down in, uh, in Orange County, the very north tip of it on the ocean. And uh, Special Effects Limited brought us an uh, LN2 tank and the gear to do an LN2 right. smoke gag. And, and, uh, so it was and a Robo? No, it was just straight LN2 oh, okay. w- uh, with, uh, with, an, with an E-fan. And my, the, the guy I was working for, um, who's partners with Jerry, he hadn't shown up yet, and, and I helped the guy unload his truck and all the stuff. And the director comes up, and he was good about it. He says, so we actually going to shoot something today? Like, okay, I guess <laughs> I'm figuring this rig out myself. <laughs> Threw it together and started filming it, and we got uh, probably – and so I had the guy that delivered help me set it up and run it with me. Right. And well, he was just jazzed to be on set. Oh, yeah. I, we, the two runners there were – they were fresh out of high school yeah. and – about as mechanical as uh, as Urkel, man. It was just <laughs> well, about a half hour later, um, Bruno shows up, the name of the guy I was working for, uh, and he was glad to see that we put it together and had it running. And he tells me between takes, yeah, uh, he'd actually, 
I had looked up. I, I saw the address and looked up the, how to get there. It was before GPS and looked it up right. by Thomas Guide. Thomas Guide. He actually followed what the what the location coordinators had given oh, him on the sheet. Never. And wound never. up way like da- he got down by Newport when he realized he, it, that the directions were worthless. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, later he went. To you, the, you were in Malibu, and no, we were in Malibu. Uh, we were just we were just a. Just over in Orange County, on so, the, so the very north next, end of Orange County. Oh, so what, just past Long Beach, or yeah, okay, yeah. And there's a point there. <laughs> and in the he ended up all the way, you know what, down Valencia, or yeah, and <laughs> so later, not Valencia, Venice. I mean, later he ends up going and uh, to, like going North. over to, to the the the, um, the location <laughs> coordinators and telling the story and said, you know how worthless this was, and the coordinator's like, meh, you yeah, didn't I, care. I would, well. That's when you go to your. That's when you go to your uh, first AD and go. Look, tell me if you can get to here using these. Well, the first AD was a complete dick and waste of air. So. Oh, okay. That's that's really hard to do a production when your your first AD doesn't do shit. Oh yeah, the, the second AD is the one who did all the paperwork, made sure everything was still running. And, well, then you find out who's in charge, and she yeah. and she got all the blame when 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 Whenever anything went when wrong. the first AD screwed everything up. He blamed it on her. Mm-hmm. When I went back, um, I only worked for the summer on that. That's on, right. on Pretender. And I, Great series. And I went back in April to work for another two weeks to make tax money because I owed taxes because right. of, of Clinton. And um, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I worked, I worked the, the first season closer and the second season opener. And every crew had been swapped out on that show except for the effects guys and craft service and the sound guys. Every other crew had quit and walked off the show because the first AD was just so awful to work with. And they finally replaced him? or No. He was oh. still there. The second AD was long gone. Uh, most of the PAs were swapped out. Um, <laughs> and the only reason why Jerry... Why doesn't a production company kind of figure it out, man? And the, well, the only reason why, why Jerry kept onto that contract was, A, he needed the money, and B, the show had gone union after he got the contract. So we were the only non-union shop on the show. Nice. I was making less money than craft service. Oh, that sucks. Again, I wasn't complaining because I was making good money, but right. I knew how much more air bails around I was making. <laughs> that kind of pissed you off. And the electricians would sit there just staring at their watches, waiting wait wait for, for, for lunch yeah. and not yell grace so they could hit them with the charge. <laughs> I'm glad they got rid of those guys. Uh, yeah, the only other geez, the only other thing that we ended up doing out of FXU was uh, – just before I went to Dixie College, nineteen ninety, right after graduation, Dad hired me to uh, uh, do a couple of commercials. One of them was a Keystone beer commercial that was to air on MTV for the uh, football season. And what it was is, uh, this is a, you know, some has been rocker out of the eighties singing about how great Keystone beer is, and then they would have these giant twelve foot beer cans come ripping up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. We had uh, all of. Uh, we had Montenegro because he he had the Rams and the and the motors for the Rams, so he uh, went got his equipment, put him onto the truck at FXU and had a whole bunch of other equipment from FXU onto that truck with a trailer, and we this is the old seventies beat up tr- uh, FXU trucks. Yeah, <laughs> these uh, they were great. They were great, great, great engines. I mean. It, you know, the big, mm-hmm. but boy, did they suck down the gas. <laughs> we were filming in Agua Dulce. I don't, or, uh, Never heard of it. Okay. As you're going up to uh, Palmdale from L.A. up the, uh, I, the uh, up the 14. Yeah. 
halfway through Canyon Country is Agua Dulce. Okay. And it's called Vasquez Rocks. Um, yeah, I know where Vasquez Rocks are. Okay, that's it. That's where we were, was Vasquez Rocks. Uh, so <laughs> is we're ma- yeah, we come up driving up because uh, we, we had to go pick up some more equipment and uh, some, uh, counter ball- some ballast and, and counterweights down in, uh, from, from uh, Paul's shop before coming up. We come pulling up the freeway. Take, uh, just as we're getting ready to pull off the ramp, we see the FXU truck there. And it is mangled. <laughs> <laughs> no, an auspicious start. <laughs> he had gotten hit by one of the production bread trucks that was coming racing down the canyon road because they had forgotten something back at the studio and absolutely needed it for the shot. And he was just making the left turn. It was clear when he went started, this bread truck just broadsided him. Nice. Yeah, so... <laughs> We pour out of the truck making and start playing with the rams to make sure that the rams are going to work because, you know, yeah. if you get a bent ram, you're screwed. Uh, so we transfer all that onto our truck. So our truck's actually double loaded now. And we pull into, uh, into Vasquez Rocks, and it's all sand. <laughs> so we have to lower the tires to be able to drive into where we got to make the chute. We have, and then uh, they built up this, this stage for, uh, for the beer cans. And suddenly realize, um, we need to dig down into the rocks. Mind you, California. State Park. State Park. We have to dig down an extra four and a half feet. That's illegal. Well, we did it. Anyway. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, it was all covered up by the stage. so it was, No one saw it until it was no, way too late. Oh, Well, no, we also replaced it all back. But, yeah. uh, and then the, the production coordinator had... Like every truck run over the holes. <laughs> it was smart that way. Yeah, it was really funny. But um, so we have to dig down in the holes. We put these rams on, and it was really funny watching these, uh, watching them move these giant beer cans because it took like ten guys, five on each side, to move these beer cans around. So <laughs> we're looking at that and going, yeah, it was it was so reminiscent of um, of. Uh, uh, Watching the Egyptians in the Ten Commandments move the giant <laughs> stones around. <laughs> so, and, and, so they're watching. And you had the lady from the, the Nazi camp with the whip and the dog. And go, yeah, just <laughs> move along, my little soldiers. Um, so she, they, they move these things into position. Uh, we position the rams and we start rehearsal. The rams were undersized and so was the motor. Oh. <laughs> so dad's like, okay. We needed these things to lift fast because, you know, there's, there's two ways to mechanically maneuver. It's either uh, the ram lo- moves a little bit and it's fast action, but that means that there's got to be a, a really low amount of weight on the ram, or the ram pulls uh, slow and p- can move a whole bunch of weight but because of mechanical advantage. Well, we had to have these things just rocket out of the, out of the ground. So the only thing that we could do... Mike Menzel and I and and uh, Montenegro are under one uh, beer can, <laughs> so that we're helping the counterweights. Yeah. yeah. Foster and two PAs, the two fattest PAs they can find, are on the other one. You you are now ballast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we started going with the takes, and, and our job as soon as those the rams started to go, we just had to pull down with the, all of our strength and might to help these rams go, and <laughs> Montenegro. <laughs> you know Joe, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> Joe. Very first one, 
we're tra- so you gotta realize these cylinders we're trapped under these cylinders. First one, we yank, pull up, uh, pull these things down, and it goes up. We hear a cut. The rams are starting to be released. Just as it clumps all the way down, he decides to give us a uh, a blanket, you know, the um, a Dutch oven man. He farts (laughs) the nastiest green clouded (laughs) death. Three of us underneath this wooden. (laughs) <laughs> beer can and it's 105 degrees outside and it's like 200 degrees down where we are <laughs> and i was just like dude i'm about ready to slug you in the balls yes you know there's no, you know montenegro's doing his chuckle <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the next take i'm like okay fine foster you're in here <laughs> just as just as it goes out again joe does it again and all i hear foster is motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> And that was before he knew he'd be on Prozac. Yeah, that was so. It was one of the, Joe's one of the funniest guys you'll ever know. That was so great. Oh man, and Mitchell comes out and goes, "Damn man, you need a you need a high colonic in the worst possible way." Oh, that dude could could fart any time, and it was always the nastiest. No, no, thing. it was just like you know he has like a skunk scent gland no in his ass, and on cue can spray. So somewhere around that area, I can't remember exactly which highway it's on, on one of the two-lane highways in that area, there's this bar just out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and we did a... The one a, and only bar. <laughs> yeah, we did a two-day shot there on Pretender. Uh-huh. And the, the, this was, you know, again, 96. So, so I had a cell phone, but it wasn't great. Yeah, and it was like the very, it was the very beginning of cell service up and down the I fourteen, you know, or the uh, California. It's 14. the old Motorola flip phone with the pull out <laughs> antenna, and, and the and only one and only place you could get <laughs> signal there was smack dab on the double yellow <laughs> in the middle of the road. <laughs> How safe does that feel? Oh, I love watching the PAs running up and down there trying to get in. Dude, we only need the, the, the we need it now. Well. Second day there, we're filming along, and I'm, and I'm there just to do. Why kit. not just use the landline? Because it was in the middle of the bar where they were filming. Okay, that I get. So if it was during filming, you were screwed. And yeah, I, but there's got to be an office somewhere nearby. It was in the only place there was in that bar. Oh, and the I was there to occasionally do smoke, mainly to sit on my ass the whole time, right? Just to give it the smoky feel, and yeah. you know, blow blow the smoke, swaff it, and sit down and eat uh, whatever you got from craft service. Yeah. The cherry gig. So yeah, except that I was being paid so little. And you know what? You're sitting on your ass for sixteen dollars an hour doing nothing. I can do that, dude. When we were on set on the main set in Long Beach, every morning I'd set up the oil cracker, hook up the airline, turn on the air compressor, open the air valve, turn on the fan. When and so it's a cracker, so I don't have to worry about wafting it. Yeah. When they'd yell rolling, I'd turn off the fan and turn off the air valve. When they yell cut, I'd open the air valve and turn off the fan. That's what I did for 12 hours a day. <laughs> and no matter, I always try to set up out of the way. Right. And craft service would always set up next to me. Well, when that's <laughs> all you're doing for 12 hours a day, and you've got a table next to you filled with, with Pepsi and donuts. And, and Oreos. and I and gained 15 bloody and, pounds on that Well, I set. bet you did, man. <laughs> I mean, you should have seen the first day that my eyes glazed over when I walked onto the set of Top Gun. <laughs> Holy. Okay, first of all. Everybody was on drugs. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, my dad later discovered that they were hiding budget. They were using some of his budget numbers to buy cocaine for one of the producers. Yeah. Who well, died, like, three years later from OD. Well, the uh, the funny one is I always saw all the guys. I mean, I, 
I realize it now. Then as a 14-year-old boy who was never exposed to somebody actually toking up, I suddenly realized why I saw the same 20 guys at craft service. (laughs) (laughs) You kind of get the hint, you know. Today, I'd be like, okay, so where's your stash? But, uh, (laughs) no, back then, I don't know. Uh, Anyway, when we were uh, filming up at that bar, the the second day we were there, um, I go to start wrapping up my stuff, get the gear on the truck, and then take the gear with me. I'm taking back to my car and realize my keys are there in the front seat (laughs) with the doors locked. And that's a no shit. Moment. Just about everybody's gone already. <laughs> Thankfully, the transpro coordinator hadn't left yet and came over to, to check. And he, he probably had a slim gym. He had a slim gym. Yeah, okay. That's a good transport coordinator, man. Yeah, the, the location coordinator sucked. The transpo coordinator uh, rocked that. and saved my butt. <laughs> There's like actually a couple of the teamsters out there that keep them around, too. Yeah. And those, you either have a great teamster or you have the shittiest teamster. There's no in between. I, mean, I don't understand why there's no in between. Because those guys have the crap jobs because they're, they're new in the union. No, the, the shit guys usually have the crap jobs. I, I mean, when we were in Montana doing Return to Lonesome Dove, we had the worst Teamster. This guy ran out of gas on the highway with us. <laughs> this is your job, dude. We, okay, F, the FX crew had a, four, uh, you know, a double cab uh, steak bed. And one other uh, double cab pickup. And our Teamster was sent out, and he was pissed off that he was sent out to go get stuff. I'm like, look, we can't drive it. That's your job. That's your job. To go, to yeah, to go get the equipment that we need and to get the, the supplies that we need and bring them here out in the middle of BFE or BF, uh, let's see, Montana, BFM. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, drop this up. So he was running around all day didn't fill the tank. We got onto the freeway, and suddenly I realized, I'm like, this is feeling kind of fast. I looked down. The needle was pegged at 85. On a steak bed. On a steak bed. <laughs> there, and suddenly I'm like, and this was before they were really enforcing the seatbelt laws. Mm-hmm. I suddenly lean back, lean, grab that son of a bitch, and click. <laughs> and Dad's looking down at me like, What's going on? I point over. He looks at the speedometer and he <laughs> grabs that seatbelt and kind of click. And Paul is oblivious. Of course. Not a clue. He's just you know, bullshitting with the guy. Suddenly, the engine cuts out. We're in the fast lane doing over the 85 thing. Yeah. Engine cuts out. He cuts across four lanes. Cuts right in two cars in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Two, right <laughs> right. <laughs> and over into the emergency lane when he suddenly realizes... There's another tank. (laughs) This is your epic job! (laughs) He flips over the other tank. The the engine comes alive and goes, oh, shit, there's only an eighth of a tank in this one. (laughs) And Dad leans forward and goes, well, maybe if you only did 65 in the 65-mile-an-hour zone, you wouldn't go through it so damn fast. (laughs) Son of a bitch, man. And and after that, you know, because as soon as we started darting over, Paul was like the cat in the cab. (laughs) Jesus Christ, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) We're on the gas, we're on the gas. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The 
No, that's not the bad part. The bad part is we had three other guys sitting in the back of, of the house. On the bed? In the bed. Oh, because geez. we didn't have enough room in the other. With no warning like that? It's oh, like yeah. you didn't dump oh, them. Oh, oh. <laughs> Plus doing 85 well, in the, the bed, you the hit state, anything, you're the, well, dead. The, the stakes were up. But all I saw, <laughs> I looked behind me, and all I saw was three guys rolling over. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, jeez. And, and so they, you know, they're grabbing anything they can. <laughs> Cats in a cage. Oh, God. This guy, and he was so but stupid. Finally, you know, we get back, and Paul goes, you ever do that to get into me, and you won't be driving a tricycle. You make sure that this thing is full every time you come up to the, up to the set. And Paul's not a, a small guy or a quiet guy. Well, no, actually, he was intense quiet. Oh, I have Scary to, quiet. Yeah, I mean, this was in the lobby, we were, and I'm walking by in the lobby, and I just hear Paul going, you ever do that to me again? <laughs> like, Damn, Wolverine's here, man. Anyway, <laughs> the, the, we, the joys of 1994. <laughs> we could be talking stories all night, but it's time to wrap this yeah, sucker up. So I got some music to play us out. It's, oh. a, it's an old classic from our show. A karaoke? What? No, I'm not going okay. karaoke okay. yet. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that it would be a great way to just end the show every time. <laughs> it would be. Is this playing or what? Oh, I'm on the wrong one there. Are we going to play, go. play the Screaming Eagle? Yes, we are. Screaming Eagle! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> i got to hear it again. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I guess it is just a bit beginning. Let me fade back out here and start it over. <laughs> Sorry. There it is. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh so damn hard every Colostomy time. Colostomy bag. <laughs> Colostomy bag. All right, we'll see you all next time, people. Have a good one. Enjoy the faggy music. <laughs> <laughs>